<laughs> it's a really reasonable price, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Like, Don't ooh. forget, guys, only £5 a month. It's actually $5, and that's a lot cheaper than £5. Well, it won't be. Let's not talk about that. Let's not get too political. Why I'm not know? paying to hear myself, Carl. <laughs> so I'll send you this for free, don't worry. So, hello and welcome to another episode of... What's my fucking podcast called? Carl's Corner. Yeah. And it's a good start, guys. It is. We remember what we're called. What? And today, I'm not here with Brad, because he's at home being a lame-ass. I'm here in Liverpool with two of my friends. I am with... Charlie. And Lucas. And we're here to discuss DC as a whole. Because last week's podcast was about Marvel. And we're, I think, say say, we are all huge-ass nerds. Safe to say. Oh, definitely. I, I, I think... I think we can clarify as well, yes. We are currently in your house, Lucas, and we are surrounded by no less than, I would say, about 40 Amiibos. <laughs> and there's there's literally nine games consoles in front of us. Yeah. That's more if you count handhelds. Yes, there are about nine black rectangles in front of us that we can play video games on, and two TVs, because sometimes... <laughs> That's how you've got all of it set up. And, Let's not forget the two laptops as well. Yeah, and for set dressing, because apparently we need set dressing in this audio podcast. That's how we do it. Lucas brought a Batman it's Lego. It's a Lego Batmobile. It's more of a Bat Buggy. A Bat Buggy. Is this the Rumbler? Or the Tumbler? This isn't. This is just a, a Lego inspired. <laughs> a Lego inspired little piece. Well, we it not... does come with a prison and Robin and Ra's al Ghul, but we haven't built the prison yet. Okay. <laughs> Because when I think Batman, I think just a guy in prison all depressed with a broken spine. Hey kid, you like dune buggies? Yeah. But let's just like use the jumping off point. Did you guys have any like DC figurines or kicks? I only had one. Yes. And it was the Batmobile from the movie Batman Forever. So it was the really like the, oh, the yeah, foot long yeah. Batmobile that Batman wouldn't fit in because he couldn't sit <laughs> down. So I definitely, because I remember going to get a vaccination and having a Batman with me and it was from Batman and Robin and he had the nipples on and he, <laughs> and he was in silver armour and he had wings or something you know what I think the I had th- that the one wor- the worst thing is though looking back it's awful but as a kid I loved the designs of those suits because they looked so high tech didn't yeah, they like, like, oh man apart from the nipples and the butt shots I just I loved those well, suits they had cod so pieces yeah they had like it's incredible they had built in cod pieces even, even Batman <laughs> Well, she had two, didn't she, on the chest? Well, like, these, Robin's cod piece is bigger than Batman's. I did tests. I looked it up. Robin's cod, so Robin is just packing, like, a huge fucking schlonger. And we never knew. But and, you know what? We did know, because he rides a motorbike. What killed the dinosaurs? Robin's dick. <laughs> the dinosaurs did die from the ice age. Robin walked in and beat him all dead with his three-ton Robin penis. Oh, but I think that, that establishes our nerd cred. Like, things that we could just be lying we could be sat here in like a really sterile office. So I mean, we're deaf at work. Yeah, we're not reading from a script. Someone wrote all of this for us. Yeah, we're not reading from a script. We're just trying to pretend that we're not sitting in an office right now. <laughs> well, I think that establishes that. And as I mentioned, it's going to be a discussion of DC. But the Marvel conversation last week with Brad was a lot easier because Marvel movies, the MCU, is 20 odd movies that are cohesive. 10 the, years. Yeah, and the television shows are all interwoven to some degree. Feels like it's almost planned out. Yeah. Whereas mm. DC universe it doesn't even exist I don't know if you guys know this because maybe you don't watch my videos because you know me in real life I mean it is a bit weird watching them all, when, there's like, when there's like nothing else maybe I'll be like mm-hmm, this is an interesting topic I'll see what Carl has to say it's fair enough yeah because then turn it off I get, I get a lot of my friends saying I watched your video the other day you know you can just call me just <laughs> we call can just me have up. a conversation just like ask. this in real life uh, I do D- want to speak to you in front of a green screen Carl <laughs> and the DCEU is not a thing that exists like no one internally at Warner Bros uses that phrase it was, oh, wow. it was okay. coined by a journalist as a joke 
to make like, light of the fact they were very obviously aping the MCU. And he thought, what's the most generic, stupid name <laughs> I can give it? And he put in his article saying, the DCEU trademark Warner Bros, thinking oh, everyone must realise it's taking the piss. Yeah. And then Warner Bros came out after it's been used for years and went, we don't actually have an internal name for it. So then not having an internal name for it led to that being the one. Well, if there isn't an internal name for it, we'll use this. I mean, I, I, that shows how well they've planned and designed this entire ecosystem, yeah. this universe. Is we don't even have a name for it. Yeah. The way I summed it up is it's literally a joke because that guy coined it as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you watch any film and you know they just don't know what they're doing. No. But we'll get to that. That's what I mean. So because obviously it's a convoluted mess, like the DC universe isn't even a thing anymore. No. Nope. It's going to be a discussion about DC as a whole. So and it's like we're getting three different Jokers and yeah. um, two yeah. different Batmans. And and yeah, cool. That's yeah. probably so we can spin some positives on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, so, in that vein, the discussion first is going to be DC as a whole. And we're probably going to shit on the movies a lot, but I actually quite like DC a lot. I love DC. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. When it's done right, it's better yeah. than Marvel in every way. Yeah. IMO, fight me, don't me. So let's, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with that. And Lucas... What is like you know your thoughts on DC as a whole? Like, well, as we get the argument out there, DC or Marvel? I mean, it's got to be Marvel. It's like, we can't not say Marvel at this point. I mean, just as a whole though. I like, mean, take them collectively as a whole. Don't just judge it by the movies because that's not fair on DC. Okay, if, if we're not just talking about the movies, no, just then, as a whole, like all the he- the pantheon of heroes, like the storyline. I would say, overall, DC, like it just has it has mainly better villains and better storylines and just. Apart from Spider-Man, who is very relatable, I think that DC does a much better job of like grounding his characters yeah, well, that, and that making him actually Who yeah. <laughs> like punches people? But in he, as suit. much as he's a billionaire playboy, he does go through like a lot of emotional shit that other people have. I mean, to go let's remember well. he's still human, except for the three hours sleep a day, <laughs> the ability to punch concrete in half, and everything else. And bench the thousand bench that he's just basically their answer to Captain America isn't it yeah. oh yeah so what about you then Charlie DC or Marvel so I definitely like DC more overall but obviously they're showing at the box office is an absolute dumpster fire except for one which I'm sure we'll come to later yes that I've seen and it's amazing and it's definitely Batman vs Superman yeah definitely <laughs> it's got to be that one and Mark I'm, I think I didn't know because I loved all the DC cartoons as a kid I yeah. fucking yeah. love Justice League Unlimited but oh God, yeah. I like Spider-Man so much. Oh, Spider-Man! Good, like, Spider-Man's don't get me wrong, Spider-Man is my all-time favorite character. But as a pantheon of characters, as the Justice League versus the Avengers, like people forget that the Avengers before these billion-dollar movies, movies oh, they were, not, they were, were just B-team. Yeah, <laughs> the Avengers were created because they had five comic book characters that weren't doing anything. So, like, <laughs> they in the Fox they're, license. They're, they're all free on Sunday. Let's get them. They were the One Direction of yeah, heroes. Yeah. They, were, they were thrown together by a marketing but team. As an entire universe, just just watching things like Justice League Unlimited, just oh, DC yeah, when told right. But I think the the thing that sums up for me is Marvel got me into comics with Secret Invasion, but uh, DC got me hooked on them with uh, the, what was going on at the time which was Blackest Night which anybody who knows DC knows it's fucking amazing and it's impossible and impenetrable to get into but I managed and it was <laughs> I great. mean yeah I bought, bought both universes at this point are just impenetrable like mm. but I mean for, for someone like me who has they've rebooted it uh, yeah they've, they've rebooted, rebooted it a lot and like for example I got into the New 52 and started getting some of the uh, the issue 1 and 2 comics from that and started trying to pick up some storylines and then you know we, we get Rebirth instead and I'm like okay 
Yeah, I so don't I've, just, I've just wasted five years. I respect the balls to so just say, let's delete the entire universe. This that is why Doom 52 didn't work. It's great. Let's they, reboot again. They did the Doom 52 and then decided two reboots later it was just going to be the old one. Yeah. With some other bits <laughs> in. At this point, they just throw shit on the wall and if any of it sticks, they're like, okay, we'll yeah. keep that. That's, I, I respect that. But then again, you've got plenty of silly stuff with Marvel. Oh, right? God, yeah. Oh, yeah, one, yeah. My favourite one being that Civil War 2 took place like a month after Civil War 1 or something, according oh, to the comics. God. Oh, God, It's yeah. like floating timelines are silly. But let's not get into that. Let's discuss like, our favourite characters in there because like, I think it's going to be one of the three, isn't it? So there is the three the I, three heroes. I can tell you right now that my favourite is not one of the three. Yeah, is it not? Oh, okay, here, definitely not. I think mine might be Wonder Woman just because... When I read into her backstory and realised, oh, she's better than she's the strongest of them all because she's got the biggest balls of all of them <laughs> by far, and she just like fucking murders everything. Oh, she can lift half of Infinity and all that bullshit. And the idea, because I love like the pan- the old pantheons like Greek and Roman gods. Oh, the yeah, idea yeah. that she just beats them up on a weekend yeah, and then goes and <laughs> stops muggers. As much as uh, I, I disapprove with the the way that they did Ares in the Wonder Woman film, won't get into that just yet, but. The idea of just having all of these different gods to fight is just oh, it's so great. cool. Yeah. Super so cool. I mean, my favourite Disney film is Hercules, so you can see why I stand on oh, it. Oh god, yeah, like that is right <laughs> over there for me. And just playing through God of War as well, the things that they could do in a Wonder Woman movie with... Oh, god, a Wonder Woman game. With the, oh god, yeah. Oh, just make it like God of so, War. No, do you make mean like Assassin's Zena. Creed Odyssey? Assassin's uh, Creed Odyssey and just play as Cassandra. That is the Wonder Woman game. Yeah, it's when I realised yeah. that Wonder Woman is basically just Xena Warrior Princess. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is what I want. So what's yours then? If it's not one of the three, the big Mine the big is dicks. the OG sidekick, the big boy, Dick Grayson, also known <laughs> as Nightwing. Of course it is. You're not a fa- you're not a fan of who's the black Batman? Who they're not allowed to call Batman? Batman Beyond. No, when no. they br- there's the other what's he called now? He wears the robot suit. He's the, he wears the Batman robot suit. Uh, He's like Night Avenger or some shit. Oh god, yeah, one of the ones from New Fifty Two. There it is. Ooh. What's he called? Because there's like so oh, many Robins no out there. Yeah, and there's like a million ones. But Nightwing, Nightwing, so, hands down, my favorite. To the point where I tried to play as much of Arkham City and Arkham Knight as just Nightwing in any of the extra modes possible. It was just. Do you want to play as any of these eight different Batman? No, no, I want to be Nightwing. I want to be Nightwing. Want to be Nightwing. Want just give me goddamn Nightwing. Give me those sticks and nothing else. I want to yeah, scrum of sticks. Just give me clubs for days. I want to do the Steve Blackman combo. And then just, <laughs> oh, just in Injustice 1, it, they just had a really cool Nightwing, oh, but they really didn't. And they just had Nightwing, which was cool, but they, I, they've they made him as a Damian Wayne, which yeah, I, Damian I wasn't Wayne. a fan of. We, uh, we played through that but, one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Damian and then was... just, but in Injustice 2, it's like, oh, no, you want... Red Hood and Robin with a staff instead. Yeah, and it's like no, I no, I want Dick Grayson. I want Nightwing. Lucas, I think you have to come to terms with Nightwing isn't cool. I know, but he's cool <laughs> to me. Goddamn! Like, don't you want to play as Red Hood, aka Gunman? Just <laughs> this amazing All the training of Batman and guns, so yeah. he's better than Batman. <laughs> He's willing to kill his enemies and not let Joker just destroy his entire life. Thing is, though, it's like the Punisher argument, isn't it? Like, just shoot the bad guy. Yeah. It's like the second time Joker escapes from prison, he should have just had his neck snapped. Because yeah. that's what happened to him in the original comics, wasn't it? It was Joker died in the first comic he appeared in. Because an editor, uh, right. an editor so, said, uh, he's not really selling Batman as a great crime fighter if his villains keep coming back. <laughs> so I think there's a panel somewhere of Joker with a knife in his chest. Oh, okay. And that's how he died. And they went, but he's, an, he's kind of a cool villain, let's do it again. But you know, at that point when he goes into like Barbara's apartment and just shoots her, 
Just that's that's a villain. Her. Thing is that, and Batman's like, you know what, I'm going to let it pass. You know what, that's a fucking villain right there. I'm going to shoot someone in the spine. It's such a specific way to hurt somebody. Really they really wanted her in a wheelchair. Yeah. What's yours then, Charlie? So mine is undoubtedly Green Lantern. How Jordan Green Lantern? Oh, that's the thing. When you ask not Green John Lantern, Stewart, not John Stewart, not no, Idris Elba. You don't want, yeah, you don't want Idris Elba as John Stewart at a Green Lantern. I've never said that. You said that. I think he'd be amazing as John Stewart Green be. Lantern. And John Stewart has all the perks of being like a military man well, and everything. But Hal Jordan has just got all the story gahunas to go with all of it. And also, like I said earlier, Blackest Night got me into comics, and he's just the main character of that. Oh, and all of I'm pretty sure it's Grant Morrison's comic book run of him who took the character from being an absolute laughing stock and weak to the colour yellow and, and the substance of wood. That's amazing. That's a, <laughs> and, thing, that's a villain. Yeah, and just turned him into this galactic space force in which there are also every lantern colour of the spectrum. Well, let's talk about that because I, I was going to lead this into what character do you want to see like more of? Like We've got all these movies coming out and obviously yeah, DC throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Like What movies do you want? I'm going to put it out there. Dexter... Oh, the re- the, the oh, Red Lanterns. Yeah. People might not know who the fuck Dexter is. And he's Dexter. Like, he was a joke in one comic because there is an emotional spectrum the Green Lantern gets, yep. right? So there's the emotional spectrum and it was revealed that green is willpower and so all of the Green Lantern's action, actions and rings are fueled by willpower and there's a giant source of willpower on their home planet of yeah. And then you've got like the Yellow Lanterns which are fear and then you have fear. the Red Lanterns which are rage. rage. Yeah. And amongst this pantheon of Red Lanterns apparently the power of the Red Lantern means that your heart stops and your blood turns to acid and you can breathe it out. And you can shoot acid from your mouth. Yeah, because like Atrocitus in the game just like... Blah. And the backstory, like Dexter was in one comic in the background and he's a cat. He's a cat, cat with a, a house cat. cat red lantern. And the red lantern ring is on his tail and some comic writer went, I'm going to fucking flesh this cat. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the most tragic backstory I've ever heard because Dexter sat as a little cat called Dexter who is adopted by a nice lady who's like, I'm going to adopt you, Dexter. You're my favourite. And then this lady takes her back to the house and treats Dexter real nice. And then some dickhead criminals break in and beat the woman to death. Dexter, being a fucking hero, big dick G cat, goes up and scratches one of the criminals, who then kicks him and leaves, and after killing his owner. Dexter stays in the apartment to protect it. Police turn up, kick him out. He goes to the streets. He's homeless now. He's in his little box. Yeah. And then it just says, Dexter of Earth. No, no, it gets better. Because after that, some criminals picked him up, put him in a bag, and threw, him, and threw him off a, a bridge. Oh, God. And just as he's about to hit the water, he feels so much rage that a passing red lantern ring <laughs> flies down and rescues him. Oh, my God. The cat gets imbued with the power of one of the most powerful weapons in all of existence in the DC universe. And proceeds to vomit acidic blood over <laughs> yeah. the criminals. And it kills the two criminals, rips out their skulls, and then sleeps on them in the subway. <laughs> While oh his God. own little thing above his head, like his little thought bubble says, I will find the killer of my master, I good kitty. Oh my God. <laughs> you tell me. See, this is a movie I want to see. You tell me. That's not the most tragic ass backstory ever heard. Like Batman, like at least he got to live in a big mansion with sick ass yeah. ninja powers. What did Dexter get? A box Fuck in all. the alley. And then and he kicked into a river. Thrown into a goddamn river. Like, I would watch that film. Like, I, I would 100% watch And as well, if they use the tech that they've used to realise Detective Pikachu, the, fu- <laughs> the, other, yeah, the furry fuzz, Dexter. The fuzz tech, I think they could make it work. 
you know what that could be good or even you could even have one scene in another movie and yeah. that would cover it yeah. just put them in background but yeah, that would be great. there are so many cool ideas for the lanterns like I think oh, Agent Orange is the best isn't that La La, yeah that's greed isn't greed. it and the, because greed is so powerful there can only ever be one orange lantern <laughs> oh my god because that's of course beautiful. they're too greedy to share the power of anybody else so he's just ridiculously strong there's a point in Blackest Night where they're all holding their rings for their lanterns and saying their oaths to get their power and of course there's no other one so he's never been taught it so he just goes uh, okay and just holds his ring to his lantern and it just says power at 1,010% <laughs> what do we get instead we just get like one scene in Wonder Woman with just CGI lanterns getting the shit pushed in or yeah. Ryan Reynolds driving around in a fluorescent green oh, fucking yeah, scale electrics toy we just need that Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern reboot guys God, that's it all just, we want. it was it was, had so much potential that and then they made Parallax a cloud <laughs> uh, okay we can even go with this giant space bug which looks like the alien and predator had sex and, did, and made the ultimate fear beast or guys get this yeah. I'm, I'm gonna punch a cloud it's nearly cloud. as bad as that fan four stick movie <laughs> So oh, it's like, even. there's me. Like, I'm up there. I'm all in on Dexter. I don't give a fuck who else. If they make a Dexter movie, no, I've not really known about Dexter other than being with Atrocitus in the game. But I'm all the in. way you've described that to me, I'm just day I'm one. Yeah, I will be in. I'll be there. Yeah. They would immediately sell me on that movie. Anything so. to do with the lanterns on there because they're all hilarious. And what's yours, Lucas? I want to hear. You've got a top Dexter. I mean, I cannot top Dexter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, um, I just can't do it. I do have my dream film. What's that? And that is The Crime Syndicate. Now, The Crime Syndicate are the Justice League from Earth 3, which is an alternate universe where they're all evil. And my dream film is you get all the actors playing double roles. Because oh. that's what they are. So you have Batman is Owl Man. Oh, God. The yeah. ultimate evil Batman, who yeah. is basically just Bruce Wayne. Because we all know. But he's themed around owls. We all know the exact opposite of a bat. <laughs> you, the have, owl. you have Ultraman, who loses his powers unless he snorts kryptonite like cocaine. <laughs> oh, my God. I would, listen, I would watch that movie. Uh, with, a, with a crew cut. Um, you have Superwoman, who is Lois Lane in this one. So Lois Lane is... Is Superwoman. Okay. She's basically she's basically Wonder Woman, but, she's super but more now. Kryptonian, but not. It's weird. See. You have Johnny Quick, which is just the Flash. <laughs> Johnny and, he's, Qu- and, and he's English. With a name like that, he was Johnny destined Quick. to become the Flash or a porn star. You have, then you have Power Ring, who is <laughs> just... Is that a Green Lantern? Yeah, but he's a Green Lantern, but he's done by fear. But also, the ring is not really one of the main ones, and it's all weird, but, and there's a whole thing. The idea of like, why would you control fear and emotion you don't have any direct control over? It's the worst one. Then there is the best one of all, and that is Deathstorm. <laughs> Who the fuck is Deathstorm? And Deathstorm is Firestorm, but he's also a Black Lantern. Oh my god. So he's just Jesus. Fire. Just nuclear Black Lantern. So, so he's a nuclear Black Lantern, and it is amazing because there is a oh point god. in the comics where he takes over the other Firestorm and turns someone into salt. <laughs> oh my god. He just grabs them and transmutates them into souls. So he just read the Bible and went, this move that Jesus pulled off in this sentence was pretty sick. He steals, he steals the professor so he has his brain and then to know all the chemical equations and then just turns people into souls. So That's the right. idea that he's stealing moves from the Bible is fucking hilarious to me. Mm. But there's one important thing we all missed and that is, what are we drinking today, boys? Because all, all podcasts, are, all Carl's Corner podcasts are always drinking podcasts. So I am today drinking vodka and strawberry flavoured water. I am also drinking flavoured water of the apple and raspberry variety. With? With 
good old bit of spice rum. There we go. And chalet. You've got the most interesting I've drink got of some, all. I've got some lovely elderflower tonic and then Bulldog London Gin, which is in a very meaty black bottle with a spiked colour around the top. You've got the daddy of gin. In my defence, when I bought it, it was in a small cardboard cylinder. So Don't I you like Charlie, this. you knew exactly what you were buying. It looks like an extreme sex toy. But you opened <laughs> it up and just went, why? Why is my gin ripped? Why does my it's why, for his pleasure, girl. Why is my gym like the leather man from bloody village people? <laughs> why does it have a gym mask on included? You gotta drink it with a straw to <laughs> I've got a surrogate here to speak for me. Oh. I'm in the corner. So I also as well brought some really nice like whiskey when it's on the table. Because we had to move the fucking recording. We can't get that. So maybe Maybe we can vamp while you go and get it at some point. We can yeah. do that. But we'll Lucas, out. you've not thrown out a character you want to see real life. Even like so, you don't have to be a silly one. There must just be a character you think they've not had their due. I mean obviously no one. No. But isn't he that is Titans? apparently in development for that not Teen Titans specifically no but that's Dick Grayson something Titans, I know Batman. Charlie loves as well I'd love to see Young Justice put on the big screen well, done, done properly done properly I think the cartoon's alright yeah, I think the, I, cartoon, the cartoon is great I would love that but I don't think a movie will ever do it enough justice no that's the <laughs> problem <laughs> I know <laughs> no I, I agree like that is something that in my dreams I would love to see because Young, but I think Young just Justice in cartoon works. form it just works. Oh, totally. Young Justice works because it's they manage to make all of the sidekicks incredibly impressive and tie them into a larger narrative and write away the main uh, Justice League by just saying they're on a different planet. Don't yeah. talk about it. We we don't talk about. It's just the the Netflix Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Of the oh yeah they're somewhere else don't worry about them yeah, I think we it'd should be cop- helpful to have the Hulk help fight Kingpin no no no, no. But we've not the Hulk the Green Man <laughs> the Green Man yeah she got to do that the Green Man would help in this fight but I've got to take down that's Kingpin. that's my biggest complaint on the Marvel uh, that, Netflix that, shows other than them all being cancelled now yeah that they so, never directly refer to yeah. them by their names yeah. because but, they want to do the wink wink nudge nudge in a show where ev- like, of the most popular movies exactly. ever we live in a world where, at the point where there'd been two Avenger films and they're like oh maybe it's the Green Man <laughs> so who the fuck who else is bright green and punches like with earthquakes but let's get back to Young Justice the thing about Young Justice is just it does so many of its characters like so well and just it gives you Martian Manhunter to relate back to the Justice League which it it does really well but just Superboy and Zatanna just characters I never cared for so which one though done so well do you want to see do a movie it's it's, it's a teen drama first that's why you said Zatanna there god damn Zatanna I would watch that that would be a good one that would be great Young Justice made me love Zatanna but that would be a great I love her power isn't it whatever she says backwards is the spell yeah so she's a magic user but that's how her magic works so she but that's basically reality warping which means you can do anything oh god yeah somewhat yeah you can make the prestige so uh a little... Do we have a one? <laughs> Just Hugh Jackman from The Prestige yeah. in a Zatanna movie. Maybe the greatest showman, but like oh Superman turns up for a cameo. A great, a great side note to do with magic in the DC universe. Sort of, I guess, minor spoilers if you're not reading the comics at the moment. Okay. With the Watchmen crossover, but uh, Doctor Manhattan came up against a load of magic users, and he was like, "What are you all doing? They're like, well, we're doing magic." He's like, "No, you're not. You're just stealing bits of reality that are left over to be stolen." <laughs> oh and he's God. like, "And he's like, look, I can just take it all away." And he just stops all of the magic. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. Did? 
Just how do you stop it? They basically alluded to the fact that he created the DC universe. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. But I, oh I don't know too much about it. No, <laughs> I, I don't know much about Watchmen, other than, you know, it had a really good film that was far too short. Yeah, but other than that, you know, the swaggering blue dong. Like, what happened was his arse cheeks clapped together, and that was the big bang. <laughs> he was sprinting. John, I'm dummy thick. Just, <laughs> just, just who decided to animate the dong through the entire film? <laughs> just who made that decision? Do you know what my favourite bit is though? The actor who played him, because obviously they got a body standing for yeah, the yeah. musculature. But the actor who played him said, "That's oh, definitely my penis." <laughs> were, Would you not, Carl? But obviously, it's so ginormous because obviously Doctor Manhattan oh, yeah. is so massive. It's like, no, that's definitely my dick. Yeah. Didn't they get a, a standing? Then you're then standing my dick, <laughs> and there's no like conclusive answer about whose dick it is. But one, dick double on the go. One of the animators said, "We, I can't say whose dick it is because we just got sent a dick." But I will tell you, that I increased its size by about twenty percent. <laughs> so whoever's, and then the guy who's played him was like, "No, it's my dick. It's not a stunt dick." They didn't no. think, it could have been his dick, but it's twenty percent more of his dick. But we just I'm, don't know. I'm sorry, you would be like, we would all do that. If somebody asked you if that was your giant dick on the big screen, you'd just say, so yeah. I'll pay you money and you can have your dick swaggering about and I'm going to make it have nuclear explosions in your sack. <laughs> like your jag tip's going to have fucking nuclear explosions flying out the jag end of it. Tip. What are you going to do? Oh, man, well, that's oh, God. characters. We need to get into the actual real all DC right, movie. Let's into it. So I'm going to throw out there. We're getting into the meat. Best DC movie. And I should clarify, not best DCEU movie, because there's like three well, of them. Well, because that's not a real thing. Yeah, and, no. there's, and there's like three of them, and they've basically thrown in the trash. So I'm throwing it out there that every DC-related like, movie has ever been released. And I'm going to throw... Well, like, it's obvious, Batman and Robin. Oh, well, I'm going to register <laughs> words and say, it's not... Any movie that's been released, not only anime ones, it is the cutscenes from the two Injustice games. <laughs> okay, yeah. Of course. Because I think that's a really good cool story. I love the idea that of Superman becoming an asshole. Mm. You know what? I laugh, but those games had amazing stories. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, they are the absolute par excellence on how to do a fighting game single player where they didn't have a single loading screen between any of them. No, no. Just and well me and Lucas played through the first one in one sitting. Yes we did. And the second one I played through in two sittings. And then I I, I played it through in one sitting by myself and then sat my girlfriend Jenna down and told her she has to play this game with me again <laughs> because the story is that good. Well, the person who's played it twice then we had to recap the story people may not be familiar with it because I love the story of Injustice. Like, if you have like you have a Cliff Notes version for the people at home. I mean, I do not. Okay. Okay. I, so I, I how much room have you tried? I have had quite a bit. Okay. Because podcasts are improvised, Lucas. You have to use your mind. So basically, the Joker mind controls Superman into killing Lois Lane. He comes out of it and realises what he's done and says enough is enough and breaks the Joker's neck in front of Batman. This pisses Batman off, but Someone also... punch him through the stomach or something. Same diff. He's yeah. just dead either he's way. He's dead. <laughs> uh, but he's in the game. This sort of leads Superman to believe he is the only way the person who can control the world now, and uh, with sort of good intentions, creates a military-style dictatorship <laughs> where he's in charge of the <laughs> world. The goodest intentions. And kind of, the world is prosperous, oh, but it's not right. So then you have people under his regime and people against his regime. Yeah, and obviously Batman is the leader of the anti-regime. And then you get the, the whole multiverse split where you've got like some characters from the multiverse where Batman's leading the insurgency and they have to like cross between the different universes. Yeah. It gets quite complicated quite quickly. Yeah. But, but I, it's, it's DC at its finest with you know It really is. It was their version of like, it's still a civil war. But oh, I yeah, found yeah. myself immediately siding with Superman. <laughs> Every time. It's like Batman's like, 
I ha- mean, maybe until he lasered the little boy's brains. That's fair. Oh enough. god, yeah. You know that was a bit brutal. <laughs> what's what's quite good though? I I could be completely wrong here. I can't remember, but I'm fairly sure they use the alternate costumes where it's a different person. Yes, in the st- in the yeah, story, yeah. which is great because you get like maybe John Stewart in there when it's normally Hal Jordan, etc. Yeah, and et cetera. you get like the the insurgency version of all of them. Yeah, exactly. The which is great when you have like two of the same character yeah. show up. I just love asshole Superman. The idea of that is like, you know what? I am the most powerful being in the universe. Fuck you. And then in the second <laughs> I will game, lead the world. Batman wins. Spoilers. And then they put Superman, which is one of my favorite. Like things they do in like all the comics with Superman is they put him in a prison that are continually bombarding with red sun yeah. radiation. <laughs> like Superman's one weakness, and you can and he's in the background of some levels, and you can yeah. just see him pacing backwards and forwards, getting really salty about it. You, you know what it is? It's just that scene at the end of Metal Gear Solid Four where Snake's just crawling through the microwaves, <laughs> but it's just him permanently stuck in there. And you can tell Superman's like mad but hurt about it. It's like for fuck's sake. He's just like I'm fucking Superman. What am I doing in this damn microwave? <laughs> just stood there constantly just getting his, his nuts just irradiated <laughs> forever no super babies for him and then just Wonder Woman's there like oh man I want to get on that dick and then god <laughs> god damn it Supergirl comes in and is just like no he's the good guy we should let him out Batman's like you do not know what he's been shut doing. up Nazi Supergirl <laughs> but it's, I love the idea though it's like Superman is an asshole and because obviously it's the inverse of what his character is supposed exactly. to be. Yeah. Like every every single thing he stands up for has just been broken down and destroyed to the point where he just decides, no, I'm going to kill anyone I want. But the idea that he finally does the thing that I've been wanting Batman to do is just fucking kill the Joker already. He yeah. is irredeemable as a character. God just damn. fucking kill him. Batman's like, oh no, this 50th time he might reform himself. No. It's like, no, just punch him into I'm the sun. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Injustice comic, but... Um, it's great, but there's a lot of really funny art panels in which there are many occasions where Batman looks like a horse. Oh, God. <laughs> there's the... You can't of... drop that when I'm taking a <laughs> no, I did it on purpose. Just wait for the... I implore everybody to find the panel where uh, Superman is literally putting his hand through the Joker's chest because Batman's face is a reaction gif waiting to happen. Oh, God. Oh, my dear. So that's mine, and I think I would love... I think that is the best DC story told because it's just fan service because obviously you get all the little moments of all the characters interacting with yeah. one another and obviously you've got all the voice actors are there you've got Mark Hamill you've got fucking Kevin Conroy yeah. and you've got whatever dude they always get into play Superman so it's like it's like fan service the movie and it's like four and a half hours long Yeah, <laughs> I've just seen Horse Batman <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> Everybody go and find that Just panel, go, please. Go Google Horse Batman. Oh my maybe God. maybe Google Superman kills Joker. No, but, definitely just Google Horse Batman. Batman. That's all you need to know. Right, right, so Lucas, you've let us down because this rum is making you kind of sluggish. <laughs> maybe don't Lucas. Google Horse Batman. <laughs> oh, it's a horse in a Batman costume. It's a horse in a Batman costume. Well, I, know what I, expect, I didn't know what I expected. But... You know what, you can buy it as well. <laughs> What? It's suitable for ponies, horses, and mules. But to get it back <laughs> right, on track, Carl. Okay, right. So, what's your favourite DC movies? My favourite is probably something a lot of people think of when they think of a good movie. Nice. It's Batman vs Superman. No, I'm joking. Okay. It's <laughs> The Dark Knight Returns, Part One and Part Two. There we but go. But we've done that. <laughs> that was Batman Superman. No, I know. But no, no, that's There's, my favourite movie. An, uh, my favourite okay. animated movie. 
No, it's so Dark Knight Returns Part One and Five. Overall, do you think it's better than? So that's the best DC movie then, the animated ones. Uh, think, it's my favorite. For the sure. animated ones are amazing. Yeah, the animated ones are great. There was a point where you didn't watch any DC movies in the theater; just watch them on Netflix. Yeah, and they're animated and they're amazing. And then you know, Green Arrow takes the the kill shot on <laughs> Superman with one arm. The one arm so arrow you know, shot. So you know why isn't it the best film automatically? Well, that's the one because I love movies where Superman is actually shown as being super. Because a lot of moves where they don't usually lift something heavy. Yeah. And as much as I like to shit on that Man of Steel, one of the things I love is that when he's having the fight with Zod and the yeah. fight in Smallville, mm. you can constantly see bullets just bouncing off him mm-hmm. and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And like in the it's Dark Knight, it says even though Superman's weaker, you see him like um, just tanking, getting but punched you, by like the you, ends of like, steamrollers. Yeah. yeah. Batman just picks up two ends of steamrollers and uses them Picks as actual the boxing gloves. And punches Superman with them and Superman just takes it. But not only that, you see like a Bruce Wayne that's just out of it. And oh, you see the Batman trying to pull himself back together to stop Superman. He's completely far gone by that point. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting to see like that whole universe taking on like 10, 20 years yeah. into the future. What would it, what, everyone's just decrepit and broken, but Superman is still just the man. Yeah, what would a world look like where these heroes exist in 20 years? Yeah. And it's like Superman is hinted to just be an asshole who works for the mm-hmm. government yeah. and just like does things for them because he like he believes the government so blindly. Yeah, he just he and believes in America. And he then stands ba- for America. And then Batman's yeah. like super jaded about the fact that he's basically been used as a weapon of like mm-hmm. propaganda. Yeah, and then he beats the living shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kills himself. So like, he does not. the ultimate fuck you. You yeah. didn't win. So when he's about to kill Superman, he dies of a heart attack. <laughs> so Superman God. always knows that's like, Batman all over. It, isn't it? it is. It You're, just if. If anybody's gonna kill me, it's gonna be me. His superpower is pettiness. <laughs> Just personified. Ad nausea. But that's something that I actually loved about the original Injustice is um, going through the story and you see how prepared Batman was. He brings the rest yeah. of the Justice League together underground in the Batcave to bring out the weapon that will beat Superman so the, and he's just got the contingency plan all along he knows that Superman is going to lose control yeah. so the, the Batman contingencies are one of my favourite things so this isn't my favourite yeah, film so do you want to explain but, them so. but, a, but a great one is Justice League War is an animated cartoon and it's the one I believe it's that one that's the one where Batman is all about his contingencies for everybody yeah. do you want yeah. to just explain those people might yeah, yeah. so um Superman is obviously kryptonite. There's a large chunk of kryptonite in a box yeah, it's somewhere. Like, it's Batman being like the the paranoid asshole that he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he basically has a little box with all of their symbols on. Yeah. And they've all got their ultimate weakness in. And Batman's is he even has one for himself, which is just shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just I'm a human. Just shoot me. <laughs> just shoot me. Yeah. You don't need that much to beat me, guys. Just I, just I, as a reminder. I can't remember what many of the others are, but Wonder Woman's is the best because in the end he, he gets in this big fight with Superman like just verbally and because he finds out that he's got these contingencies for everybody and he's like even Diana you've even got one for her and it all comes to a head and he's like Clark open the box and there's nothing in there because nothing can stop Wonder Woman <laughs> I am prepared for everybody he's like, to I, go I've come, except for Diana he says I've studied every eventuality and we just can't beat her <laughs> she just, if she wants to she just wins so it's the Tower of Babel that isn't it where he has to go in and beat all the Justice League on his own Oh yeah, and he like, asked like the Flash. He says, "Oh, I spent like the GDP of like all the third world countries combined for a supercomputer that can calculate things faster than you can think." And I tripped you up. 
<laughs> and he just sprays oil on the floor and the flasher trips. He just puts a banana peel in front <laughs> I spent of a him. billion dollars to trip a man up. Worth. I'm fairly sure Hal Jordan's is something like he tells him the truth so irrevocable that it gets rid of all his willpower. But I could be completely wrong. I can't remember. Oh, man. But that's I love the um, like super mega paranoid Batman. And I love like, the little characterization moments. I think I discussed this yeah. last week with Brad about the reason I love Marvel so much is I like the Avengers movies are great but I like the part of them just talking yeah, yeah. I, and that's mm. one of the reasons I love like um, Justice League Unlimited I love oh, the God, banter yeah. between Superman and Batman where they're just yeah. like you can tell they're mates but Batman don't want to admit it it's Goku and Vegeta yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman's too proud to admit that Superman's well, like, his best friend oh yeah. absolutely that is totally. that is them yeah. the perfect and there's, the, there's those little glimpses of it in I dare I say Justice League but also BVS where they're almost mates at the end and they sort of know each other and you're like oh yeah, it's like, them they're on they're, screen they're, they're having it, fun it's like it gets 90% of the way there and just that 10% is just always yeah. missing yeah. like that line never quite hits uh, with any of the characters to be fair it just that like the one Aquaman shows up and he's making his quips and it's just not quite there and it's just so close the establishment uh, the establishing of these characters yeah. to know if that kind of banter would work on them and I don't think they've had the actor time on screen to have the, no. the actual yeah. charisma between each other whereas like Robert Downey Jr. has just like got swagger for days yeah. and he's yeah. like I've been Iron Man for three movies now I fucking deserve let's to throw s- this 12 year old Tom Holland into yeah. the mix and he'll just relate perfectly with him because he's, been, he's just Robert Downey Jr. He's been Iron Man on and off screen now for 10 years. Yeah, it's like I, I deserve the screen dominance being granted yeah. to me in every yeah. scene I'm in. Whereas like, obviously you don't get that with those movies. You, but, you mm-hmm. don't get that scene where Henry, Henry Cavill just like has that just scene stealing bit with Superman. You just never get it. Which yeah. you should be. You never get that bit where Superman is Superman. Like, yeah. And you should get that. Like, yeah. They tried it, didn't they? When he turns up and goes, I'm also a fan of Justice. Yeah. It's like, oh, hell, there's your CGI top oh, lane. No. This is a reach. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so go on. Before we get to off to like, Charlie, your favourite DC movie. So it's it's a definite tie for me. And it's, oh, yeah. e- and it's either Lego Batman. <laughs> Fucking hell. Which, That's nice throwing it out there. Yeah, so Lego Batman is... I, I took years to see it. I completely forgot it came out. And then a few of my friends were just like, no, you have to see this. And... It is an absolute love letter to everything Batman. Just if I implore anybody, if you're gonna watch any of it, just watch the opening like five minutes, which there's a little bit where they name about fifty Batman villains in a, in a few short moments. And when you they're bringing out such people as Condiment King and Killer oh my Moth, God. and they say they even emphasize it by going, "Yep, that one's real." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just overall good time. No, that's cool. But I think edging it out is Shazam. Oh yeah! Now, yes. I was lucky enough to wow. go and see it early. Let's pull back the curtain a bit. And we're recording this before Shazam actually is released. Comes out in the UK. It yeah. came out like two today in America. Yeah, you saw like it like last week. Yeah, the reviews are out now, so my embargo has luckily been lifted. But um, cat sewers now, mother. You should have used a pseudonym. You could have, you could have said anything. Yeah, I could have. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, Mazak Shazam backwards. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it if I walked out of it and was like is this better than Captain Marvel possibly I don't know which is ironic because he's also Captain Marvel yeah. oh yeah the, the battle of the Captain Marvel they don't they don't reference it in any they way. should have done that, oh, that, no, that no I'm glad okay, that's... I'm glad they didn't because otherwise all that would happen is people get confused and then people be like oh do you see it just stealing Marvel for no reason they had it first yeah yeah. But the weirdest thing ever just oh. the fact that they owned Captain Marvel before Marvel yeah and, and even then someone else owned it before DC yeah, exactly. did you ever hear about the bullshit they had to do with that though as well because like Carol Danvers wasn't in comics all that much no. yeah. they would lose the rights to the Captain Marvel name 
if they didn't have her in a comic every two years. Well, it was it was the they had to have the name and yeah. a hero called Captain Marvel. So they used to pass the mantle yeah, they down. They passed it around a lot, and in the end, they were just kind of like, uh, okay, we've got the MCU. We could probably do something like give it to Carol. Then we've got a woman, and then we can like build on that. And then it was like a runaway success with like lightning in a bottle with everything because. The current Captain Marvel is like only about seven years old. Yeah, which it in was comic, Marvel for a long yeah, time. Which yeah. in comic to movie time is like a nanosecond. Yeah, it's crazy. Even like I think quicker than the new Guardians of the Galaxy going to yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But but like Shazam is just so, you know, Winter Soldier is a, 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 a thriller, spy thriller. You've got Ant Man, which is a heist movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera much in that way they didn't make a superhero film they made a comedy film and they decided to pace it so excellently it's so funny it just feels like they they took like the idea of super bad but one of them becomes a superhero (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's a lot more wholesome than that and it's a lot more yeah sure but that's it gets a lot more of that gist than he's only 14 and it's like I think it's so relatable the whole fact that you know everybody wants to be a superhero and when you've got a 14 year old boy which is hilariously portrayed incredibly well by Zachary Levy a 14 year old boy as a man but uh, aren't we yeah. all aren't we all but uh, he he's great uh, Mark Strong's fairly good in it you know he's fairly solid performance always from is, Mark it, Strong. is it Digimon Hussel I'm not sure I can ask his name the one from Guardians yeah, is he, he, sh- he is Shazam the Wizard there it is now funny story when he's I went getting to, credit when I went to see this there was the cast there as well and they all did their little thing they came out on stage beforehand and we're like doing some questions and stuff and he was there but he clearly wasn't meant to be there he oh, just wow. he just came on stage and started hugging people <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and they were they were talking and asking questions and they were like uh, so um, what did you think about this film then how good much did you have fun making it and he paused for about five seconds and was like who do I play again <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even know who he is. So he, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm Shazam the Wizard. That's right. So it was the, the, the Jeff Goldblum moment of the DC Universe where that? Jeff Goldblum just gets actually interviewed about Thor Ragnarok and he's like, yeah. Yeah, that was a film I was in. I think they just paid Jeff Goldblum to just show up into a room no, for 20 did. minutes and just go Jeff did. Goldblum. Like, he didn't know who he was. Yeah. They he just had no him. idea what was going on. Yeah, they just said, like, be more, be more Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Just Goldblum it up. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, it made a perfect character. It works. It works. works. But I love the idea. Yeah, because that's similar to the whole um, Josh Brolin thing, where he was in two movies in the cinema at the same time. Because yeah. he's in Captain Marvel, and he's now in another movie called Captain Marvel. That's going to oh, be really... Co- that's probably why he wasn't allowed on stage. So this is going to be really confusing for you, mate. That's so mad. I love Do you know why he got into... Like, where he's, who was he in Guardians of the I always forget his character's name. What? Who is like Jimon Huso in Captain oh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy? God, like, he's just the the guy right at the beginning of number one. Yeah, it's like the Cree guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one who's like who? The reason like he ha- he took that role is because he was like looking at his like offers on his plate from his agent. And he went, um, I've got this Guardians of the Galaxy. It's one of those Marvel movies. And his son went, Oh, you should probably do that, Dad. He went, I don't really want to be in a comic book movie. He went, but there's no comic book characters that look like me. Like, there was no black comic oh, book characters cool. on screen. He went, Oh. Cool. Well, you know what? There will be now. I'm going to yeah. whoop some fucking ass. I'm going to kick the shit out of Chris Pratt for you, son. And that's what he did. And then he just gets tanked in the first scene. <laughs> yeah. But I'd like to think that's why he probably went in this one as well. He yeah. probably remembered that when he saw it. He went, yeah. It's probably a good thing. Like, if my son was happy to see that, you know. Oh, like, yeah, that's a cool was, move. That's a, that's a good one. It's play. quite funny when he's in Captain Marvel because obviously it's right at the beginning, so yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. But he's just sort of, oh, it's that guy. Cool. And they call him. Like, I, I was sitting there going, oh, 
that's the guy from Guardians. No, no, that's not. Yeah. And then, like, half the way through the movie, I'm like, oh, definitely. It's that's a bit of banter, but it's one of those things where it's always weird. It's like, oh, that's good world building. Wait, no, it's not, because it means there's, like, ten people in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I like it, I love our actor, is because he's in a film called Never Back Down, if you've seen it, which is, like, the MMA Wait, movie. Yeah. does he never back down? No, but it's, like, it's an, like an MMA movie, and it's the famous one, you must have seen, like, the clips somewhere. It's like, oh, Capoeira fighter gets wrecked, and it's a Capoeira fighter gets punched in the face. And that's from that film, people think it's real. Oh, really? Well, he's in that as the guy who trains the main character. Oh, and the reason I love it is because he's always sweating. In every scene he's in, he's just sweating. Except so, for <coughs> in one scene when he just wakes up. And the first thing he does when he wakes up is splash water on his face. Yes. <laughs> he's just constantly just dripping liquid he's just, out of him. He's just the rock in the Fast and Furious movie. moist man. It's constantly, why is the guy called the rock so wet? Why is this rock so moist? <laughs> it's just a moisture-based rock. Okay, so that, that's actually um, a good one, like, lead into, like, the best DC actor is the next thing I've got written down on, like, you know, this, this poor excuse of a garden path script. We have half a page of notes, it's okay, Carl. Yeah, we have half a page in. of notes, it's like size 40 font, <laughs> so we can see it. The issue with this one is that after Batman Superman, I'm like, Justice League, but none of them care. <laughs> No, none of them care. Maybe the, maybe uh, Flash cares a little Except bit. Except for Margot Robbie. No, I, th- and, I, oh, I think okay. yeah, Ezra Miller cares. Like, I, I like care. let's, let's address that because like, it's very clear that neither Superman nor Batman give a fuck in those movies oh, because obviously they were so tired from reshoots. Yeah, it's so bizarre because you have somebody like Ezra Miller who has so much energy in that movie and you can tell he's having fun. But and then he's, 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 off. He's, he's with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck who just don't want to be there and it's hard to watch yeah. it ignoring the behind the scenes stuff where we know that Ben Affleck wanted to direct the Batman movie yeah. and then DC and also Warner Bros. suffering from addiction problems yeah. as well and Warner Bros got really skittish so these movies aren't doing well we yeah. need to rein back in and get control over it mm. and that's not really a in good way to, no. yeah. it's not really a good way to get like you know so, a, an actor director to like, be enthused about the project yeah, if you like, so rest them in completely you can just tell that like Ben Affleck yeah Batman Superman is not the greatest film in the world but you can tell he put his heart and soul into it yeah and like you know we, we, everybody, he wanted to be Batman didn't he everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, everybody talked about the warehouse scene and for good reason because it is just it's, Batman it's phenomenal. in every way it is just phenomenal it's just so good how he systematically and takes down an entire warehouse fair of credit to Zack Snyder as well a lot of that was like panel for panel shots of the one from the comics like, yeah exactly like that's he, what makes he it so good. put a lot of heart into that himself as well you know that's probably the best five minutes of the film if that and then you've got but, um, Cavill as well who mm. in the first couple of movies he fucking loved being Superman and I was like no what fuck Superman and Geralt the Witcher yeah. I want to wear this shit Mortal Kombat Annihilation oh, Raiden-esque wig, wig, wig. Oh, no. and go fight a Chimera and so but like just think about how bad things must be behind the scenes where you can be Superman the most famous fictional character mm. In Western canon, and, and you'd be basically play Geralt with a bad wig. Yeah, in a Netflix like yeah. exclusive series, it, oh, I, it just sums it up. So I, I was gonna say like, the best actors are probably the ones who give a shit back in the day. So it's probably like it's, I think it might have to be Heath Ledger just because of how much he enjoyed oh, being God. Joker. I mean, yeah, obviously, like yeah. obviously he gets a lot of evangelism, but he his performance was incredible. It yeah. was it was phenomenal. Just because yeah. well, because there's a lot of like misinformation about what he did. Because the rumor is that oh yeah, playing the Joker drove him crazy. And then you listen to his like his dad yeah, and his yeah. kids, and it's like, oh no, none of that stuff is true. No, like he was skateboarding dressed as the Joker because you know what, he was an actor, and, and he, he had was his having own. fun on set. And people talk about how much he was like playing up to the the part of being a Joker, and yeah. he was just being a class clown. He was doing the, the thing that and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, who's the fucking guy now? Jared Leto was trying to do. Oh yeah, and we're not oh, being a dickhead. No. Yeah, but, like 
I want to address that because I think it's like it's a rumor that's been going around for years. I've been the joke killed him, and I know he's like, his family get annoyed about that. It's like he was an, Very a, annoyed, a yeah. good actor. He had a lot of problems, but the idea that playing a comic book character causing it to kill himself is like really yeah. offensive yeah, like, to his memory. It's, it's very offensive, and people saying that he was a method actor that locked himself in rooms and just played himself as the Joker for like days on end. Just none of that is true. Just no, it's, it's just awful things to say. Apparently, it was like he slipped into it, like he, like that, and he would become the Joker. Yeah, and he yeah. did have like the Joker he had, notebook. Like, the notebook, yeah. But he would read that to get into character and um, just slip in and out. Yeah, he, he wasn't being the Joker offset he wasn't going home and being this crazy to be fair though he didn't like you know buy everyone tattoos and send people dead rats like yeah that's not real method that's the the real Joker isn't it but I loved it because um, (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) I think a lot of the um, the characterisation of the Joker in the movie was all Heath Ledger just having fun oh yeah oh god yeah the famous one is like the, the reaction to the explosion in the hospital that was the oh, when it yeah. was an actual explosion. Like, faulty he basically explosion. Wasn't told or yeah, it was a mistake, and he stayed in character for ten seconds. Yeah, and then exploded. And the explosion happened. And his reaction of just like flapping around with his arms, going, Bleh. "You can't see me now," but I'm just, like putting my arms out yeah. to the side in a comical fashion. That was like genuine. All the bit where he's like, "I want you to shoot me. I want you to hit me. I want you to hit me." That was him. Come on, come on. Just him hamming it the fuck up. Yeah. No, he's. He... And then you have as well, obviously, he designs our makeup, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, God, yeah. Because apparently, like, the first day of, like, rehearsals, he made all that makeup with grease paint and went in. And they're like, this is brilliant. We had a design here. We're freaking scrapping that. Makeup yeah, artist, just do what he's done better. They apparently um, had, like, a very, like, dolled-up Joker, didn't they, that was very yeah. pristine. And just went, uh, no, okay. this is not how it's going to be. Like, this Joker is an actual mess yeah. and that needs to be portrayed in his makeup and, and that's why he has like roots on his dying yeah. and if you look yeah. at his face as well you'll see that he has smudges on it because yeah. the yeah. Um, the costume director and the makeup directors when they were doing it made sure to put like thumbprints in to make it like he did it himself yeah. to smudge it but like things like little details like um, the interrogation scene where you see his makeup wearing off because he's sweating yeah. he's getting beaten and that makeup isn't going to magically get restored in the next no. shot it's just gonna yeah. come off and I, I, that's why I think I like that one because it's just obviously it's a realistic portrayal yeah, of exactly. a character who's like very fantastical and it really fit the movie as well and o- obviously like we didn't mention the movie The Dark Knight in the best DC movies it's definitely up there yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. I think that goes without saying at this point as well I think it's good but it's held up purely by Heath Ledger's performance his performance yeah. elevated that movie to, basically, to another level yeah to the point where it's now not even considered a comic book movie it's just a, a good movie it's up there like one of the best movies ever yeah, yeah like, because of his performance and you look at every other part that made that movie and they are all part of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises which is, weren't quite as good no. they're good movies they're not fantastic movies but the difference is that Heath Ledger is in The Dark Knight yeah, oh, God, yeah. I don't think Christian Bale's Batman is very good it's, it's, what it, it's what it needs to be and it's very much a product of its time yeah, like, yeah. if you look at the stuff that was cool then it's all very it, dark and edgy it and... seemed very good when it came out yeah, yeah. but if you come back to like, the Dark Knight Rises you can tell like, Bane is not a very charismatic villain like Heath Ledger steals every fucking scene he's in yeah. And yeah. F- I, I don't th- in fact he's only in one movie and he's not even in it for very long because it, like, it's the Hannibal Lecter effect yeah. And he's, Where, he's not in that much of the movie, but, no, but all you remember about the film is the Joker. Yeah. So I'd say just purely on that, I'd say he's my favourite actor in it. To just, be fair though, I think Bane's incredibly quotable and super yeah. fun. Like he's there was fun. not a single person who didn't fun, go, yeah, Oh sure. Batman, that's my name. Like yeah. the entire thing. I am such a big fan of the idea but, though that he ruined that character. 
to the point where when Jared Leto revealed, it's like everyone's like, it's, it's not. Why would you even try? Yeah. yeah, no one, no one can ever step to him. It, now. It's so and hard to well, step up to a other than maybe Mark like Hamill, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and then he died. So it's like, definitely. fuck you. He's won now. Yeah, Mark Hamill. He did just, a Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fuck you didn't win. I think Heath Ledger gives the best Joker performance, but Mark Hamill most consistent, does most consistent, mm-hmm. just time and time again great performance would you know how like, much they love his performance I think I spoke mentioned this last week but I want to get your live reaction to this there is a live action I think Birds of Prey yes, pilot yes, where you're there no that was back in the past oh, oh really that no one saw because it was a one episode pilot and they have a, back, they have a flashback to the Joker shooting um, Batwoman oh, right. and they have an actor playing the Joker who's shot in like really blurry like Vaseline over the lens sort of thing yeah. and they dubbed him over with Batman <laughs> <laughs> there it is that's how of course Bat- they did yeah, yeah. Just, why would you fact, not if you've got, got him yeah yeah, exactly and just the fact that even like the Arkham games went to the effort of getting him back of course they fucking did yeah. just, it's, you know he's going to have some crazy contract with WB isn't he but still it's just no one else is the Joker especially in just voice yeah. yeah, no one else. Joey loves it as well because do you know how he gets into character? Because I found this out and I was I was howling when I figured it out. Oh, when someone I heard it, sorry. Um, whenever he's got to be the Joker, mm. he drives to like you know the recording studio and he says, "What I'll do is I'll sit in traffic and I'll turn the radio off because there's a lot of traffic in the alley, yeah, yeah. and I'll sit there and I'll just laugh." And I was like, ah, and he'll, he will laugh. See, and obviously he'll force a laugh until he actually yeah, cry laughs. It's it's like the uh, the the. Laughing gas that he puts yeah. out. And then oh, someone yeah. asked him. And it's just laugh until you can't stop smiling. <laughs> and then someone asked him, so don't people find that weird in other cars that they look over and see Luke Skywalker? <laughs> like, you know, laughing his ass oh, off. Luke Skywalker. And then he just turned to him and went, well, that's LA. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Every now, like, people driving out, and you've seen actors just losing their shit in their car all the so, time. You've probably both seen this, but one thing that I'd love to mention with Mark Hamill okay. is that interview. I can't remember who it was with on a talk show where they ask him to do the Joker telling Luke Skywalker that he's his father. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's just beautiful. I've seen the Joker reading, Mark Hamill as the Joker reading like Donald Trump tweets. Yeah, that's the yeah, good one. I can't tell if they're better than like um, Billy West doing Zach Zap- Brannigan tweets. <laughs> well, that's mine. So I think I've like oh. I've kind of cheated by just saying best um, one. the best one. Heath Ledger, <laughs> because his performance is the only one that's won an Oscar so far. Actually, yeah. no. Jared Leto does have Oscar winning makeup. Oh, you can't forget. Yeah, that's, 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 that's again. So like, what, what, maybe not best actor, but favorite actor. So I say. think when he when he gave a shit, Ben Affleck was really good in uh, BBS. He was. He was to be. It's almost like he, he felt a, like a vengeful asshole Batman. Yeah. who was really not going to stop at anything. And again, that's why I love um, the Dark Knight. You think? So, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. That that variation of Batman is just beautiful. Yeah, obviously, we were talking about really this earlier, it. and you know, we can't speak about Mark Campbell without speaking about Kevin Conroy, who is obviously Batman in animated, every, yeah. every, every way, shape, or form. So you don't yeah. think it's like one of the Baldwin's then? Whatever fucking Baldwin brother they get him to not be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If they do get him in, when Kevin Conroy is busy, there's the there is the other one. I can't remember who it is, but um, who's in a lot of the animated ones, and it's not as iconic as Baldwin he's in a few of the new 52 movies but it's really good as well yeah. and I've actually there's other times where I've been like yeah I prefer him for this kind of Batman role but I think Kevin Conroy is just Batman to me he's just no, the, full, he is, he's yeah. the full spectrum because whenever there was Batman media it's like Jussie Segal limited Batman and then they had he was also the Batman animated series he was the Batman and Batman of the Future so I always oh, felt like oh, that Batman was I thought that was that's the Batman because yeah. whenever he's in a TV show, he always speaks the same. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder why like they had that consistency with the cartoons 
but never the movies. Like no. they've already proved that. Even television shows. Yeah, they've for DC. They've proven like I mean you know the television shows are hit and miss, but you know they're at least cons- had some good seasons. The Flash is really fun. And they're consistent. And they keep the actors and they do yeah, a lot. They, of, like, yeah, they do quite a lot of good stuff for the TV. I think. I, f- I fell out of love with it when it just became here's another 20 episode season of like oh it's Flash he's got another fast person to fight for the fourth time yeah. in a row fight a big dumb psychic gorilla yeah punch the gorilla yeah. I want CGI gorilla combos I want to see the <laughs> ending I want to see all three Rise of the Planet of the Apes movies <laughs> condensed into one 20 Con- minute action condensed into yeah. one 20 minute episode but with the budget of a TV show like the, the, I want to see what the Flash achieved on its yeah. budget in oh, the yeah, first couple great. of seasons was phenomenal I want to see rubber chimps being thrown at a man in a Flash <laughs> suit as he's punching them and they speed up the footage like an old like martial arts movie from yeah, Hong definitely. Kong yeah definitely no that is like so <laughs> it's great but the Flash as you say, budget-wise and stuff, with it being a TV show, has its limitations. So what do you think of the actors in there, though? So I think I might have cheated by saying Heath Ledger. So the actors in the TV show, I think, care more, because obviously... Like, they... Steve Amell as Green Arrow. He definitely put the really work good. in. He, I mean, he appeared on WWE. You don't get a you chest know. like that if you don't no, care. He, He's in the opening. You've not man. seen the, the jumping pull-ups. They were oh, yeah. insane. He could actually do that as well. Yeah, exactly. Of course he, he can he do it all. for that character. But, man, like, just as a character, like him and playing against Deathstroke yeah. as well it was yes, really like, cool to watch Arrow was weird because it wasn't really Green Arrow until like about three or four seasons yeah, yeah exactly but then when they started to really lean into it it was Batman it got, with a bow yeah it was Batman like, with a bow but that's what it needed to make it popular before they could start leaning into the goofiness yeah and okay. that's got really good on they have the, just spilt vodka on my foot I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that's what we say I'll lick it off I've got now we're creating fan fiction right now boys oh, it no. begins but I love the TV shows and it's a shame I can't watch them because I don't have any of the streamers in the left <laughs> because I love that they turned Legends of Tomorrow into oh it's a prison break now yeah really? like, yeah because they got in Wentworth Miller and oh Dominic no of course yeah, the two guys yeah, and, yeah. I, and I've not watched as brothers as yeah. well but I don't think they're brothers I don't think they're just like villains who have like complementary no, well, powers they're brothers and uh, they have a sister as well oh in Are which they? case fuck me yeah yeah I've not, um, and as well they brought back like, um, Brandon Roof who was Superman oh, yeah, in yeah, Superman yes. Returns. And then they bring him Superman, back. Yeah. And I think, like, I love the idea they brought him back because he loved being Superman. Have you ever seen interviews with him? Yeah, he loved when it. When he was in, Absolutely. like, Superman Returns, like, I love being Superman. But would you not love to be Superman that can shrink at any point? <laughs> but he was like, but he loved me as well. They, I think there's a great story of how he actually got the role. And what they did is when, because obviously it was coming off the back of the Christopher Reeve movies. And they've not made a Superman movie since then. Yeah, and obviously they were really worried about that. Like, to a lot of people, Christopher Reeves is Superman. Oh, even even today, yeah, like, yeah you a lot of people, people, people are just like, oh, and Reeves Christopher Reeves Superman is the Superman. Yeah, the yeah. iconic. Same haircut. with the Kevin Conroy argument <coughs> of like a lot. To a lot of people, Christopher Reeves is Superman. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So what they did with Brandon Ruth is um, when it was cast, a lot of people behind the scenes making the movie like, I, I don't see it. So what they did is they got the old Kevin. Um, sorry, they got the old Christopher Reeve costume out of storage and made him wear it. And he walked in wearing oh, really? it with like the hair curl, and nobody laughed. They all just went, "He's Superman." Yeah. yeah. And then you just have like Henry Cavill wearing the weird rubber suit. <laughs> Man, I, like, love, I love the fact though that they added that shirtless scene just to prove that it wasn't a CGI <laughs> body on him. We should address it because it's the same in everyone now. Like, it, like at least every other episode of Arrow just had Stephen Amell just like flexing yeah. in the background, just doing like upside down push ups. Just yeah. like, I'm a big fan of the fact they do that in a lot of these comic book movies though. Because some of these actors, they're in like the 40s, 50s, like 
Paul Rudd is 50 now Jesus yeah. Christ and, and he has just better abs than anyone and in, in, in every in every movie where they get these actors like getting ridiculous shape they'll say you know what for you here's a shirtless scene and yeah. the one for Man of Steel is probably my favourite as you mentioned and they put it in as a favour to Henry Cavill because he got down to the point where he had 2% body fat yeah. which people like not familiar with that's really dangerous that's like that is bodybuilding levels of yeah. like it's insane yeah the bodybuilders will get that for a day because it's dangerous to maintain it for mm-hmm. any longer than like you know a couple of like days because you are like severely at risk of being dehydrated yeah. and what they did is they made him slim all the way down 2% body fat filmed that one scene and then Zack Snyder personally took um, an apple pie and a pint of ice cream to his trailer <laughs> and watched him eat it because he'd eaten nothing for three days so like oh no wounds on the wall so, oh my god yeah. and just Henry Cavill just sat there eating ice cream in the Superman costume oh, I love the idea of that oh that's what I want that should have been a deleted scene <laughs> it should have been but the fact that they put it in as a favour to it's like you put oh, all god, this god. effort in to get like this swan but it's, yeah if I put that amount of effort in to get as buff as Henry Cavill not even swan I'd want someone lean. to see yeah. it he's so lean he's, he's buff and lean well that's what it should look isn't it but the, yeah. the, um, the reason they did it is because a lot of early reactions to like the pictures of him in the costume or they are like CGI abs or the yeah. abs that's built yeah, into the costume yeah. well they offered it with Chris Pratt didn't they yeah God, did they? Yeah, they, they they called him up and said they could see Jaya's abs, and he was like, "No, I want to do oh, this." Oh, I, I thought you meant they'd offered Chris Pat Superman. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. So, a sort of a, a tangent to that is, I don't know if anybody watches Always Sunny, but Dennis from Always Sunny was set to be Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god! That until Star, oh. until uh, what's his name, Chris Pratt had his one audition, and they went, "No, you're in now." Yeah. <laughs> So we almost lived in a world where Dennis from Always Sunny was going to be Peter Quinn. Well, that's, that brings us to the next point on the thing. That's fan I mean, you casting. Haven't okay, me yet, Carl. Oh, have I not? Go on. Favorite actor. Favorite DC. actor. Favorite DC again. Actor. Voice actor. Okay. Tara Strong. Oh, as Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Hasn't she been Harley Quinn for like fifteen years now? But she Har- has been Harley Quinn. She is just she, Harley Quinn. She dropped onto the scene with Harley Quinn and became like an iconic character yeah. overnight. Well, Harley Quinn wasn't a big thing until no, that Harley animated Quinn, series. No, no she wasn't. Invented, was she not? They invented no. her during the animated series. Oh shit! She was, and she that's how invented. big she became in such a yeah. small amount of time. Because Harley Quinn's like she is just like Miss Hot Topic now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got Margot Robbie doing like high heel stiletto combos in an elevator. But man, yeah. you can watch Margot Robbie for like ten hours doing Harley Quinn, and it, not one moment of it will match. Tara Strong's oh, Harley Quinn. But you know, we need to answer the question right now. Do you like Harley Quinn when she's dressed like the, like the Jester? Or do you like I, Margot Robbie, weird hair colour, Alexa Bliss, ponytails, baseball bat Harley Quinn? So I, I like them both. This will I, end I a like friendship if you don't pick I the one I actually like Arkham Knight Harley Quinn. Which is? Which is just distressed Harley Quinn. Is that a combination of them both? Um, no, it's, it, well, it's more leaning towards the daddy's little monster side of things oh no but <laughs> Lucas why you chose wrong <laughs> but I will say that that's a very good mix of them both like it's still got the red and black on her it's still got like that in like a leather yeah. suit and it's not like the stupid nurse outfit from Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum. Asylum yeah there's things to be said but, for both so like the, yeah, uh, I would argue the original one's very them. iconic and it's the red and black and the whole point is she's a jester yeah. to go with the joker and it yeah. makes a lot of sense but the other one with the whole miniskirt pigtails and all that stuff is her finding her own identity yeah. outside of the joker but it's done better in the comics where it's like red and blue and like it's not as on the nose I, as Margaret yeah, Robbie I, really, I don't like the Suicide Squad design not to, to mention to clarify like 
I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, but you just said you loved it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I'm not a fan of like how far they take it. Yeah. As, like, as Charlie mentioned, as you say, it is just too on the nose. Like, I like, I like it, but it's one of those of just. I think they should take it in a more direction of like yeah. stop trying to just be like objectified. Yeah, but as, as Charlie mentioned, it's um, in the comics. She does that because she wants to get away from being like you know associated with the Joker. Mm. But so in the like, and obviously in Suicide Squad, they took that. But then she's, yeah. obsessed, with she's the obsessed with the Joker, yeah. so she yeah. should be dressed like the Jester. Because I love that outfit as well. Her bouncing off of Mark Hamill, that Joker's my oh, yeah. one of my favorite Jokers. Like, oh god, yeah. Because yeah, I in love terms of just going back to the actual performance, yeah, just them bouncing no, not off that. each other, just the, the 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 interaction between them, like that Joker in that Batman animated series. Where he steals stuff, but he still pays his taxes. Yeah, oh God, the yeah. Joker pays his taxes. Amazing. He, he's, there's a line that he says, "Like, I might be a criminal, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to mess with the IRS." <laughs> <laughs> like, Joker pays his taxes in that. that universe. And then you have obviously the line that's famously quoted, like the one that a thousand kids missed, and it's where the Joker sat reading something, and Harley Quinn goes up to him and says. Hey, what are you doing? Like, put in? Do you not want to ride your Harley? Making yeah. vroom vroom noises. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh God, we just dropped. There is a controller. There is a GameCube controller getting done. bad. But that's the joke a thousand kids missed, and they got into a show for children. Children. Don't you want to rev up your own Harley? <laughs> She's literally in a fucking nighty as well. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Oh, like, wow. Ushering, but yeah. still her hat and face makeup. Yeah. I do not remember that one bit. Ushering a generation of young men into adulthood <laughs> and a few young women on my hand. Yeah, I just think like that's it. Harley Quinn, famously bisexual. Yeah, it's so just like you need to go back to the fact that Tara Strong made this character. Isn't she, she just like every girl as well? Like she's like she's how many of the she's in a lot of different girls things. Is she? Um, bubbles. She's bubbles. But there, there was a bit oh, of a yeah. thing where they had the new Powerpuff Girls and fans kind of got annoyed like oh they're using different voice actors and you'd think the old voice actors would be professional and be like oh you know um, it's time for a new generation no all three of them took to Twitter and were just like how can they do this we're the Powerpuff Girls and it's like oh you're 40 year old women stop <laughs> give no. a new generation a chance give them a Charlie, go if somebody could sit here with us three and tell us that we were the true Powerpuff Girls would you not <laughs> I would take that? take that I would take that opportunity uh, dibs bubbles <laughs> Fuck I mean bubblegum no. Carl Blossom. Carl Blossom. Carl Blossom. You know what we're saying right now? We've already sorted, like, you know, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Jester Harley Quinn. Like, which Powerpuff girl I mean, is Buttercup. best? Buttercup. 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 Just... No, Buttercup's the red head. No, Buttercup's Buttercup is the green one. Oh, is she? Yeah, I thought that in yeah. That's the one. It's, it's Bubbles. I forgot which She's Powerpuff girl is which. The one where she goes on the killing rampage because people just push her too far. Okay. All we can officially say on this podcast is that Blossom is not the best time <laughs> no, okay. she's the worst one she should not be in charge fuck that stupid she's level headed she's fine okay she's like boring she's vanilla yeah she you know what vanilla. some people like sometimes a bit of strawberry a bit of chocolate you know what this what? is a great DC podcast right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> we're talking about superheroes it counts yeah I guess welcome to the Powerpuff Girls podcast hey don't make me get into the anime no, no, spin off no. no best Powerpuff Girls villain because if you don't say Mojo Jojo it's Mojo Jojo yeah, of course it is yeah. but I think him because you don't realise how creepy he is oh, as a God, kid he's, so he's like a weird lobster man wearing like fuck me thigh high boots with devil horns I can't believe they got away with it in a kid's show yeah in a kid I watched that when I was like 10 years old or whatever I mean how much do you want a live action Powerpuff Girls film where him is played by Tim Curry that'd be good <laughs> how perfect is that you know what let's cast the Powerpuff Girls movie right now fuck this DC podcast right so oh, who are we going to get 
Right, so we've got Blossom, the leader of the Powerpuff Girls. Who the fuck plays Blossom? I mean, oh, Tara Strong. No, <laughs> she plays Bubbles. Bring them all. No, we need to, we need, okay, we need level headed uh, and Ginge. No, so Santa Stark. No, no. No. Let's, no. Nobody wants her in another superhero <laughs> film. Just, Dark just... Phoenix isn't out yet, and it's still the worst X Men movie. Let's not, not even get into that. We need famously short, red-headed woman. Who the fuck? Oh, no, we're not going to need to CGI them to look like the cartoon. Oh, I'd be terrified. Eyes. Elite get, battle get angel. Stone on the go. You know what? That would work. I yeah, think. I, I can see it. I can see it. Then we would get for Buttercup. Buttercup. So I'm going to say. Um, oh, God, no, Daisy Williams. No, um, Michelle Rodriguez. Okay, Michelle Rodriguez, like you know, give Buttercup. No, I can like, see that. Yeah. Give her that badass, like you know, edge. Yeah. She's just voicing a CGI fucking character. Like yeah, a big massive live action movie. That's like you need someone who's like well known as the tough girl. Yeah, exactly. But then who'd you get for Blossom? Like, bubbles. Like, who's bubbles. bubbles? Who's Bubbles? Who do we get to like, Bring Blossom? <laughs> I mean that would be fantastic. Just get her in to do it completely, just as a big fuck you to everyone else. Just why not? But as well, it appears there's only like ten actors who can be in superhero movies as it is. So exactly. Fuck it, put Marley. Yeah. But who do we get like that's fine. The Powerpuff Girls casting has to be added by line, but who do we get to put who's Mojo Jojo? Harambe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, sadly I think he's drink out for it. but no oh no like how do you cast a villain as iconic as Mojo you need someone who's done a really good vid- villain recently who can absolutely ham it up but also doesn't have a voice that's so distinctive it takes away from the whoever character. did Gorilla Grodd in Injustice 2 well, was, I think it's Clancy Brown I think Clancy Brown just doesn't yeah think Clancy it. Brown would be really good yeah I mean I don't know whether he's um, Gorilla Grodd but well, I think he's in the, he's in the character no he's Lex Luthor yeah he is Lex oh, okay. Luthor he's like, and that's when you get my favourite joke in all of DC which is when Lex Luthor's got the plan for everything and he goes down to escape from a mazo and his hidden base is in a barber shop yes and Supergirl looks at him and goes well I guess this is the last place anyone would look for you <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes that's uh, there's a point where Lex Luthor steals the Flash's body in the cartoon yeah. and uh, he's running riot and he runs to a bathroom to look in a mirror he goes finally it pulls off the cow and goes I have no idea who this is <laughs> and the meta joke there is that the voice actor for the Flash plays Lex Luthor in Smallville yes really? yeah so, so the, meta, the meta joke there is that Lex that's Luthor cool. doesn't recognise who the Flash is it's like Lex Luthor Portraying the Flash, who isn't like portrayed by Lex Luthor. I have another. I have another shout for Mojo Jojo. Okay. Purely based on his performance as Loki, you'd get Tom Hiddleston to be a British Mojo Jojo. Oh, I could fucking yeah. get behind that. Like, I could just get postulating endlessly about how amazing he is. Well, who'd you get to play that, Miss Cerebellum? Because we need a woman who's famous. Like, I'm going to say Christina Hendricks. Because what you need is a redhead yeah, with massive tits. Yeah, you never see her face. Yeah, there you go, straight away. But then, what about the mayor? Oh my god, Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, Danny DeVito. Without, we have, without a doubt. We have cast. You give him a giant fake nose and just have him go, oh, a, gi- a giant, hilariously, oh, comically god. massive moustache. Yeah. And a tiny hat. A tiny little hat. And then he's got like Christina Hendricks, like CGI, like 12 foot tall next to him. Yes. And all you ever see is just cleavage forever. Yeah. And then who's the teacher? What's the teacher's name now? Right, Carl. Uh, Carl, let's stop yeah, casting no. the Battle of Girls movie. We need the teacher. I think we need to get I back think on we're to over time. No, no, we'll call that the professor. Oh yeah, the professor. Who, who would he get to play? Like, you know, the most straight edge. He's literally he's square. Louis Thoreau. No, he's Louis so Thoreau. square. He is square. 
Like, he's got the biggest square head ever. Yeah, that's true. So we need a man who's got, like, a Lego man hair... Jimmy Carr. <laughs> no. We need a Lego no. man haircut. No, he's too he's too distinctive, Jimmy yeah. Carr. He needs someone a bit plainer. You know, someone who's in movies, but never never the lead. Or know. you just go crazy and just get, like, Tom Cruise or something. I think you could do it. No, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom, Tom Hanks is the Tom professor. Tom Hanks is the professor. That's a kindly old professor, yeah, man. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing yeah. the waistcoat. Not the waistcoat, the lab coat. Yeah. And then you have Danny DeVito as the mayor. Yeah. And then you have like Christine Hendricks as Mrs. Sarah Bella. We've done this. We've, we've created the ultimate Powerpuff Girls film from our DC podcast. <laughs> and it's fucking brilliant. Well, okay. So we need to now move on to and the next one is best, and I've written on this slash least terrible movie that's in the DC Extended Universe. So that's only the ones that Warner Bros. have tried so to create the universe out of. It, it is without a doubt Shazam like there is there is absolutely no disputing that but I guess we'll leave it out because you two haven't seen it yeah yet. it's not been released yet for us we physically us don't human be- beings that haven't seen it yet so I think I'm just going to say maybe Man of Steel yeah I think because we didn't know I, I think love, on its own yeah. in a universe where none of the other ones exist it was just, so hyped up as well yeah, do you like, remember the viral TV campaign for it Yeah. with all the soldiers just appearing on TVs and it was all the static and everything it was aping basically Zod's message from in the film oh, right. that was great I think like on its own it's a very solid like so 6, okay. 7 out of 10 if <coughs> without the context of the other movies you can if look it at weren't, it if yeah. it weren't for the last couple of scenes <laughs> I would say one you know what I, 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 loads of people moan that he kills Zod but I, no no I'm, I love it I'm saying I, I don't mind that he kills Zod I'm saying if it weren't for the last couple of scenes Wonder Woman would be my best show oh uh, yeah Wonder Woman was very good Wonder Woman is really really Wonder good Wonder Woman does a really good job until the we have to put a final boss at the end of this video game part yeah, they they really screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, with badly CGI'd Ares. It was, but they, they built up a cool villain and just forgot about everything they've written over the past like hour and a half and just kind of destroyed. The I almost wish they'd done something where they kept the villain as like a scheming planner in the background yes, where exactly. she didn't have a fight; she had to solve a problem. Yeah, and that would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of the it's film what, is based on how bad war is, and then. We have to just we solve it with fight. Let's solve war yeah. with violence. I mean, obviously, the No Man's Land scene is amazing. The No Man's Land scene. Some of the scenes in the, the second act are fantastic. They do a really good job. And I'm not excited now for the second Wonder Woman film because they've said it's going to revolve around a love story yet also, again. Also, haven't they pushed it back because they don't know if the DC universe is going yeah, to be a exactly. thing? Oh, yeah. I, remember, I remember back when Justice League was a two-parter and there was also <laughs> going to be a Green Lantern film before it and Shazam was going to be before it. Yeah. As well as Black the Adam Cyborg by The Rock was, was going to be before it. All of this, so just then <clears> they went, no, wait, Avengers doing well, we have to push Justice League We need League Justice League right It's now. less Avengers doing well, just Justice League fucking plummeted <laughs> at the box office. One thing I feel the need to clarify, though, is that although I've said Man of Steel might be like, you know, the least <laughs> shitty of the movies yeah. in that universe, it does have some horrendous problems with its portrayal of Superman. Mm. My, and the one that's been obviously dissected and criticised most is the fact that Clark Kent's parents, who in the comics are described as like paragons of moral virtue, and mm. the entire reason Superman is because he starts as like a blank slate. He's he is a baby. He, he is who he is because of that. He, yeah, they raised him. Yeah, he's they, a, all of their the American values and you know their way of life is brought upon him. Yeah, he is a product of his upbringing, which is he is a farm boy from Kansas who wants to do the right thing. Yep. and they are described as like the like the ultimate moral avatars of that universe, but they made Superman what he is because they told him like always do the right thing 
try your best and then you have like Kevin Costner going Superman sometimes don't save that bus full of children yeah exactly <laughs> fuck's sake so, if there's a bus full of children in a league I, let them go I actually don't mind that and I think you know it, it's just it, clumsily handled it ties into Zack Snyder's murderverse quite well <laughs> that's a good name <laughs> that's, for, that's what people that's why I like to call that's it that's the, the new DC, term everybody the Zack Snyder's murderverse and it, it kind of carries on that way until Justice League when they try and <laughs> when Joss Whedon comes in and changes the tone completely midway but, um, through scenes but it's kind of <laughs> cool because obviously Superman is always portrayed as goody two shoes can do no wrong boy scout yeah because of his upbringing but I like the the turn on its head it does with um, his father going like a you know what we're, you're better than us you're better like, than all of you, us you, you can are, completely control your own destiny yeah you are worth way. more than any of us like that's the point of the mill, the film that it's trying to like, <coughs> put across is like Kevin Costner is just saying, "Don't save me. Your secret identity is worth more than that." But his secret identity goes a bit out the window when he starts punching skyscrapers. Yeah. In which case, as well, if they want to do that, which I don't think, like Zack Snyder's a skilled director <coughs> for that to have been his intention. I think it's just clumsily handled, mm. and he was trying to put his own spin it. So if they wanted yeah. to do a, a selfish Superman ways out for himself. Just, you just wanted justice. Yeah. Why not lean into yeah. lean that? into it harder? Don't well, that's the thing. They that I think Man of Steel was obviously made long before they had any sort of plans for an extended one. They had an ex- they and had then, plans. And they then, wanted that Marvel one, and then they decided to just lean in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a movie about Superman with actual moral quandary in and like questions on should he save people does he save people why does he save people they kind of just had him fight Batman because their parents have the same name yeah and they turn into a boy oh, scout no, no, just no. But, you know yeah exactly why would he not save Martha he oh, thinks that the thing is thinks I like that he's that. saving his own mother I guess it's made fun of so much but I know I liked it because yeah Batman is a character who's literally defined by his obsession with his parents death that would throw that character off. Oh, gotcha. It would yeah, throw him off. A villain it... saying his mother's name when he's in costume no, and no one course. knows who he is it would throw him the fuck would, off. It would throw him off, but it wouldn't completely change the tide of his opinions. I, what, how, it wouldn't stop him just yeah. killing Superman. But how I read that scene is, it's Superman, obviously, and fighting Batman, and Batman realised that he's not killing this like immortal god king, that he thinks he's killing a person with a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But I wish he'd said, save my mother. Yeah. And it's like, what's your mother's name? And then he said Martha, mm-hmm. and then Batman had gone. I've got a mum as well. I uh, wish he'd said it. Yeah, said, yeah, actually, that's a really good small change yeah, yeah. that you can sort of completely, again, humanises them, because then it's like, Even, oh God, he's not an alien. Because the, the only thing he cares about the is moment before he dies. That's why he's mom. fighting him. And, I and wish that's the, why Batman starts to appreciate him a bit more, because he clearly cares about a human being, yeah, and which is what Batman was always afraid of. Yeah, you can't be the, like, you know, the dickhead I think he is, because he's got like, the thing is, though, he meets his girlfriend. Surely, if Superman's yeah. got a girlfriend, he's got people he cares about. So, yep. he's just, so maybe if he, like Lois Lane had not been in that movie as, as you much. Said, very clunkily done. Yeah, and there's very a better way they could have handled it. Of oh, don't even start on Lois Lane. Is <laughs> that like Amy Adams? Yeah, her, I love Amy Adams, but her wild goose chase for a bullet that will kill Superman that eventually goes. <gasps> Oh, this doesn't solve anything. Yeah, that that entire like third of the plot that it's just more goes than nowhere. That, though, it's so much more it's than a third. Oh, that they kill Jimmy Olsen off in that scene, and they don't tell you until. Oh, but yeah, I uh, I I've made the absolute honor of deciding to buy the Blu-ray for this because everybody told me the extended version of it's this just more Lois Lane. The extended version <laughs> of the film apparently answers so many questions and it just gave me like 10 more minutes of actual shine. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the biggest flaw in that movie 
Which, which movie specifically? Uh, BVS. B- Batman, Batman vs Superman. The biggest flaw is like there's been no action for a solid hour. Yeah, and it's, it's there's a lot of build up, and you're waiting for it. And then Batman gets in his Batmobile and he gets his gear on because he's going to go to LexCorp and, and he's going to steal the big thing from LexCorp. He's going to steal Kryptonite, the one thing we know kills Superman. And what do we see? A Batarang in a glass case. Yeah. yeah. And then we don't get to we see We don't get to see that scene. <coughs> oh God, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. No, coughed into the microphone. People are paying to hear this. That's true. It's fine. <laughs> I'm really sorry that's like, that's like, like a right dick I'm very sorry people who paid to listen to this you're all great you've got big huge penises and very wide vaginas what's the woman equivalent of a big penis let's not go into it Is I it feel like we're not the authority <laughs> okay three white men should not be the authority on this just what what, what wide vaginas <laughs> guys where do you stand wide vaginas or long vaginas put in the comments down below <laughs> <laughs> no let's move on swiftly <laughs> W versus L right if I'm correct I remember because you're going to get tweeted so much for <laughs> I like long ones <laughs> but I like wide vaginas Carl <laughs> why did you block me again <laughs> oh, let's move on okay is that extended edition the one where they explain why Superman doesn't see the bomb they don't really explain it though. But they say it's made of lead. Well, but only in the extended edition, like the the, the yeah, there's, chair there's explodes. Little, there's yeah. little tiny bits like that that they don't explain. But at the same time, it really doesn't answer anything. No, but I like that because that doesn't exist in the theatrical cut, which is obviously that's the one <coughs> that most people see. And that's the one that like the universe exists in this version of the yep. movie. Like, because obviously there's no extended edition of Wonder Woman after that. They don't connect together. Mm-hmm. This is stuff they cut out because it didn't fit in the theatrical version and didn't fit into their really squeezed two and a half hour time yeah, slot their vision for this universe that means that Superman knew that bomb was there and just didn't care that that entire scene as well with the peach tea and the, <laughs> the weird thing it's just like what just mm, there, there, there's some kind of big subtext there but I ain't seen it I do, I do like the uh, the god uh, thing with Lou, Lex Luthor though Saying that the the devils come from above, not below. Yeah, he's got the upside yes. down painting and everything. However, I didn't like the fact the upside down painting was there to just make it hammer it's, it's God heavy down home. Well, that's Zack Snyder to a tick. Yeah, it's really heavy. Do you remember Man of Steel, where Superman goes into a church? Yeah, and he stands there, and Jesus' face is directly opposite his, and then he goes into space and does a literal Christ air, spins, and it's a. It's like Zack, you don't need. Not everything needs to be so literal. It's it's okay. You can do things and like hint at them. You also you don't need oh. songs that tell you what like, oh, tell the audience yeah. what they're supposed to feel. Sometimes you can just put a song in if it fits thematically. The lyrics don't have to describe the action Sometimes on screen. Sometimes you can just have a meaningful character moment every yeah. now and then. It's very odd. And that's what I think is like the way to sum up those like the first two movies is clumsily handled because there are so many moments that could have been handled better. If I, had, I would argue not even just the first two movies like even Wonder Woman a lot of but it. they could have set the tone better yeah they could have done like, because they keep shifting wildly between is Superman a hero or is he just a guy with like godlike powers yeah. who doesn't know what he's doing because obviously yeah, they do it in Man of Steel and then in this Batman vs Superman the whole point of is he's not human can we trust yeah. him <clears throat> they have like the course correcting montage of him saving people well, that's it it's, it's not even meant to be a course correct though it's meant to be this is Superman this is what he does now but we needed more than 30 seconds of that we needed a film of it yeah. or it's very much a film of like Batman sitting there as the probable villain seeing Superman as the villain in I don't his think eyes. you need that what I think you need is you need smaller moments you don't need him bringing down 
like a rocket from yeah, space exactly. or dragging a what you need during oh, no, yeah. Man of Steel you need him rescuing that bus full of kids and when his yeah. dad says to him you, you're identically rescued I don't care yeah. what you need is Superman rescue like stop him flying to go get a cat from a tree something yeah, yeah you, need, you need you need little moments to, with uh, actual human interaction yeah you don't need an emotion rather than just like oh he's lifting something heavy again yeah oh because, you mean um, that 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 bit where it was really cute and Superman put a bunch of telephone phones through someone's lorry for pissing them off. Yeah. And spilling a drink De- on him. Destroys some guy's livelihood for Yeah. Him. But what I think you need, you don't need those big moments. They're like, oh, that's Superman's optics. That's his PR team. Like, you need, well, there's an emergency here. People are asking, where's Superman? What you need is you need, like, Joe, when they do the montage, what that should be is, like, newspaper headlines and it should be, like, the fifth, sixth page on, like, a tiny little thing of like Superman came to my kid's birthday party yeah. because he heard that my kid likes Superman he turned up you yeah. need moments like that he heard it from the and other obviously side Batman doesn't see that yeah, that'd yeah. Be because good. Batman's like oh we see the big picture he's like oh he's flying around he never destroying he, stuff yeah, he, he never has stopped, no one to answer to yeah he never stops to talk to anyone yeah. he never stops he doesn't answer anything. and then we know but well actually no he's doing that because obviously he has to go to the next emergency like the, the uh, emergency might be a kid birthday party and that's not important but it's yeah, important to yeah. Superman that's the incredibly awkward opening of Justice League like, oh. where he's just speaking to kids and stuff yeah but it's it's just no it's, one actually speaks like that though no. and you're all distracted by the CGI lip anyway, yeah and the so. CGI lip and everything should we, we should probably explain that go on the CGI lip yeah so Henry Cavill was also filming for Mission Impossible at the same time in which he has a very luscious moustache and uh, I wish I had that he, moustache people obviously Warner Brothers were like well you need to shave it for doing uh Superman because Superman doesn't have a moustache we need and, shoes, uh, is, I think it's Universal who do Paramount uh, Paramount yeah they do uh, Mission Impossible and just oh, like uh, no <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> because yeah. Mission Impossible 6 is more important than Justice League people and not yeah, more money at the box it. office it's, got, it's a more successful and it's, a really, it's, it's actually it's, a really good film I was going to say it's just a better film than <coughs> it's a more successful franchise but on a new point now that we are lacking a Batfleck. Yes. A Batfleck. And and like a a, a Cavalman. And Cavalman. potentially a Cavalman. Yeah. yeah. Like, potentially. He's Geralt. He's the Witcher now. I mean, if he yeah. has to turn up and have to CG out the white wig. I no, I want to see Superman with the white wig. He just turns up. He's just, he's just trunks now. But can't stop him. Who do we want to see? step into those boots those I, big old boots I want a completely unknown actor yeah I, th- I think I'm with you Carl. my problem with a lot of like the movie trying to hate Marvel is that their answer to um, like the movies will get big name actors in I think the Dark yeah. Universe most direct parallel where to answer this they said we're getting Tom Cruise we'll get in fucking Johnny Depp we'll get who the fuck plays Jekyll and Hyde in that oh god no it's Russell Crowe we'll get, <coughs> we'll get yeah. big name actors yeah and that to me smacks off we don't believe in our characters enough to stand on we need Tom Cruise well they they just want to throw star power at yeah. it and see if it sticks whereas basically. I think if you look at Robert Downey Jr now who do you see Iron Man obviously yeah. Yeah, and who doesn't we okay see I am like Robert Downey Jr is obviously like doing been a really lot of well stuff. now but the moment they hired him he was in a rough patch in his career and you look at someone like Chris Pratt he was what, yeah, and, and well from Parks and Rec. Well, who's he now? He's Star Lord. They hired him. He's Star Lord now. Who's Chris Evans, Captain America? You look yeah. at who's Tom Cruise. Is he the he's mummy? Tom Cruise. No, he's, he's Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. When you look at like maybe Ben Affleck, who's Ben? He's Ben Affleck. Well, it was like Tom Holland, the Spider Man. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know who Tom Holland was. Exactly. Before. Yeah, he was now, like Billy Elliot in the West End. Like there you go. 
and now and it. It. You, Spider-Man you need someone and it's almost like the perfect risk for Warner Bros to take because you cast a nobody you put out a Batman film that's maybe smaller in scope don't have as much crazy stuff you can base it on year one or something which is him getting into his career you can even do not make it an origin story obviously I wouldn't even recap the Wait, parents you, death and yeah I was going to say you don't want to watch the parents then, death um, scene again so but then it's a win-win because they even have a Batman film that does okay and is probably reviewed the same as all their other films at the moment or they put some love into it and it's a surprise runaway success and they have a whole new Kickstarter for Batman slash DC EU or whatever and it's on a smaller budget so the risk is minimal yep just like so Deadpool we yep. all agree that we want somebody smaller but like has anyone got any ideas no no, okay. that's it, and I, we almost prefer to be unknown. Yeah, it, it, Superman's a bit different because I think because Superman as an ideal is so all encompassing. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think any actor they pick will be overpowered by the fact as long as they portray Superman yeah, as Superman, course. they can probably they can pick whatever the fuck they want. Mm. Right, <clears throat> potentially someone like Brandon, you need a clean cut actor who obviously. Yeah. So I didn't really like the fact having they, had, like stubble all they, the way through a Superman. To be fair, like they could go a bit wild card with it, and everybody, as much as like he's not always hit, everybody is a fan of the fact Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Yeah, like look at that. That's a very unexpected move, but it's gone down very well with the fans. So like, I mean, Superman specifically is a bit different because he is like the mainstay of the DC <laughs> he is you want him the, to be the straight man of the entire franchise you need like someone who's clean but at the same time someone that like Batman or Joker you could pick a wild card yeah like, exactly but uh, you could really pick anyone <laughs> and the idea is as long as you pick an actor and then you give him a good script and yeah, a good director as long as someone's ripped to fuck they can be super exactly. and that's it and then look at what Marvel's done with their success every actor they've cast bar big name actors in smaller roles just because they can like oh we've got Anthony like, Hopkins we've as got Thor. Glenn Close as Nova Prime yeah. yeah we've got Anthony Hopkins as Odin but he's not the main star so like, who's, who's the main star like this Hemsworth dude yeah, yeah. so who've we got yeah. as like we've got Michael Keaton's the but he's in one movie and he's dead and he's gone yeah, oh, he's, exactly. he's in one movie and he's like the big... oh and what a movie yeah, what they... a goddamn oh. what a goddamn movie but what a goddamn and I think that's the way to do it if you want the star power make them the villain because then they're only yeah. in it for one and they get to ham it the fuck up. Yeah, and they you love get, it. You get their name on the tr- they get their name on the poster, but then you can have like the like the cheap no name fucking actor. You yeah, can get exactly. for that ten movie deal for yeah, like a like, million fucking dollars. You get an excellent is, performance out of this. Because, they, because they, be they want it. They're hungry yeah. for it. But like as you say, they get the ten movie deals because they they're at like that point where they're like, Yeah, I'll sign on for the next ten years of my yeah. life because I need a big role. And that's why I think Robert Downey Jr. is okay. I'll play IMR for ten years because it literally revitalised my entire career. Yeah. I owe this company like my success. Yeah. Ben Affleck, he can quit whenever the fuck he wants because yeah, he's Ben he Affleck. Doesn't have to worry about it. And at that point, I, I, it's, I don't really want to put it away like you've not got him under the thumb. But if you can't get him to agree to the vision that you have because he's bigger than Batman, I suppose. He's, I mean he's as big as the DCEU yeah. if you want to call it that like he doesn't have to care if he doesn't want to care he doesn't have to I think the way I put it is you want an actor who's not bigger than the role and I'd yeah, say exactly. Ben Affleck is bigger than Batman to most people to the, to the movie yeah, watching public definitely. yeah because obviously the movie watching public like Batman is in the consciousness and he was Daredevil yeah <laughs> and then again that movie sucks but would you say like when Robert Downey Jr. was cast, was he bigger than Iron Man? Oh God, no. Maybe I mean, not. That's the thing. Even though, but back then, Iron Man was like a B-list. Yeah. But so was so was Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. Yeah. So you got 
like them both together. You want someone who can elevate the role, which obviously with something like Batman or Superman is the hardest to do of all of them. Like, because if you think about Marvel, their A-list properties have always been X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. There's no denying that. And obviously X-Men was at its height back when, but is now not I think for obvious reasons. Another thing, like uh, you just alluded to there, is not only did they have to elevate that role, just look at the Marvel franchises. Like, there was no, like, really good Thor or Iron Man yeah. that we loved before those movies. Well, no, because they didn't have Because they didn't exactly. have anything. They big but enough to be. now Ben Affleck is working against Christian Bale and Michael Keaton. And they, mm. they have those people to <clears throat> compare them to that they already love. Like, you can't just run in and be Superman and go, that's the best Superman we think, have yeah, because su- people have Christopher Reeve in the head. The thing, well, yeah. And Christopher Reeve was like, to my people, he's the atypical Superman. That's why I think yeah. they shouldn't put a Joker in a movie. Because, because he's going to challenge Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill, and Jack Nicholson. When Batman has such an incredible rose gallery, you know, give me a Condiment King film, I don't care. Calendar Man. Calendar Man, yeah. King Shark, put them all on, whatever the fuck. Just... When you play Most through man, the, all of them. When you play through the Arkham games and realise how many characters they've utilised so well. Like the Mad Hatter scene, I don't know if either of you have played it, but the the Mad Hatter scene in Arkham Knight was just fantastic and it came out of nowhere. But they've done so many cool things with so many characters they haven't explored in the the films. It just goes back to Bane and the Joker all the time. Just like, yeah, just So in this film, <clears throat> what I'm gonna do now is I know it's not directly related to DC but it's like we did Marvel cast last week and I don't really want to do like you know an everything else cast yeah. let's cast some X-Men because I've had a really I've had a lot of conversations okay, about I'm this. terrible at this with actors though I'm no right I know with actors but I'm going to throw one out there and I want a lot of people on site like you know Google this man because I want to throw like let's cast like some X-Men and discuss like what we think makes them because like Patrick Stewart's casting was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and Amy McKellen. Amy yeah, McKellen, like, they can't be topped. And I've had the discussion of like casting, you know, um, Professor X isn't about casting a good actor. It's about casting an actor who's known for being bald. Okay, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. James McAvoy, like his most defining <coughs> character trait is that he's bald. Yeah, it was true. And that's um, why James McAvoy doesn't work. He's got hair. But very Patrick weird Stewart. when he cut his hair in the film yeah. as well when he lost his but hair but Patrick Stewart's been bald for what like forever even as like John Luke Picard he's like so, known for being bald an yeah. actor I think would be a fantastic fucking Professor X if they like you know when Marvel gets to the movies is because they're their part of the what the who owned it? Well, Fox, it Fox, was yeah. Fox now, now going Disney to Disney Fox. so we're discussing that the Fox we presume there. it will all be recast yeah. of course right and I'm going to say I'm going to throw out Lance Reddick now I'm guessing you don't know who the actor's name no. is, but I'm just going to turn him around. Here's a, I've got a picture on my laptop right now. Of is Mr. this for, sorry? Professor X. This is Lance Reddick for Professor, Professor X. X. And I, my, my, my question is an actor who's known for being bald. This is Lance fucking Reddick. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fine. And if people don't know and they don't look him up, it's the guy who's the concierge from John Wick. Yeah. Who is yeah, a, 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 a black actor who's known, he's balding all his roles. Yes. And I think he could play a fucking phenomenal yeah. Professor X because he he's known for being bald. Yeah. No, he is. And he has a gravitas about him as yes, well. Yes, because he's got that really quiet, yeah. just like, no, just indomitableness about him. Yeah, exactly. And my <clears throat> idea, I don't know if you guys like on board this, but because Professor X and Magneto um, were written as like analogues for the civil mm-hmm. rights movement yeah, yeah. of Malcolm X oh, yeah, and of Martin Luther King, respectively. 
And my thinking is obviously, if you're going to do that, and Magneto is like a Holocaust survivor yep. from World War Two. That's so long ago. If you want to cast a Magneto, unless you do like an origin story in the fifties and sixties, he has to be a hundred years old. So yeah. why don't you shift it forward to like make, Cold War? No, make like the sixties, yeah, and make it like you know the direct parallel of the civil rights movement, and make both of them. Okay, black. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So what I'm asking oh, yeah. now is, who is a black actor, or you know, an actor of like you know of color who could play? Magneto. Opposite Lance Reddit, who's like this fucking suave ass looking bald motherfucker. Imagine him just coming in in a floating Ooh, wheelchair. Yeah, awesome. So that's my, that's my idea for it. I don't know if you guys like. I mean, what? obviously, once again, someone that has proven that he can be like a very strong character. Well, I'm going to throw a couple would, out there. I would, I would say, even though we've used him already, yeah. Idris Elba. Yeah, I was going to say Idris Elba because it's the obvious choice. Because it is the obvious surely choice. Surely Hobbs and Shaw is just his absolute like audition to be like, Marvel, please pick the, me up for the something. Rock. Yeah. Although I suppose it was Heimdall. Heimdall, Heimdall but put me in a movie. Right. And that could potentially work as well because obviously that goes with like, Magneto. That he's, the physic- he's like physically like, you know, more no, yeah. like, intimidating than Professor well, X. That's why we use the rock. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I use Idris Elba. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Obviously he's like a yeah, big exactly. buff dude. No, yeah. Um, and you can represent obviously that though the more violent solution to yeah. equality as opposed to like you know Lance well, it's cool or maybe you make him like Latino or something maybe that's what I was thinking there's an actor I'm going to put out there who I think because he, he exudes just quiet menace and yeah. I'd be terrified of him is Giancarlo Esposito oh god fuck's sake oh god I am not a robot while I'm searching <clears> for this Google's asking me why I'm a robot why do I need this to look for a fucking actor's name oh come right, on you guys, you guys keep talking right Fine. So, sort of similar to this is my friend sent me an image of a dream casting for the Fantastic Four when they get rebooted. Yes. And, like, just take a look at that. It's pretty amazing. So, is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Isn't it? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Yeah. No, not Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no, that's... Um, What's the one? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. John Krasinski and... Mr. Fantastic. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Real, as, real as life as husband Fantastic. and wife. And then, um, what's his name from Stranger Things? Hopper from Stranger Things. As The Thing... That could be good. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like Michael and then, I wasn't too keen on the last one, but it's the guy who played the Red Power Ranger in the Power Ranger films, Johnny Storm, which I'm sure that'll be fine. So it's just Stranger but Things. But then, now, my most favourite character oh God, yeah. in Doctor Marvel Doom. is Doctor Doom. Oh. Well, I've had this, and I've said Mads Mikkelsen. Michael Fassbender, bring him back, but as Doctor Doom. I can see it. Yeah. He's, I, because he's got, like, the weird shark. <coughs> he's... He's, he's got, he got looks that, like, like Victor Von Doom as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he's got that edge to him, but he's... A very like calm, calculated man, isn't he? And he's he? classically handsome, but he's got that sneer. He's got yeah, like exactly. that. He's got a sneer where you can like see like the facade falls away, which is obviously very similar with like Magneto and everything. Yeah, I, I think he just pull it off. Well, I mean, completely. to be fair, look at what a job he did with Magneto. Yeah. yeah, like you, you can argue that he is probably the best part of the new films. Like, can we all oh, agree yeah. as well? The greatest missed trick for like, when they were making the Fox, like the Fox vs X Men movies. Was like you know a sixties era Magneto led movie where he's hunting Nazis. Oh god, gotcha. yeah, yeah, it was oh, Mag- Mag- god, Mag- Magneto hunting down. I swear that was meant to be one as well, but they yeah, they have whatever. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say Giancarlo Esposito for like you know um, as my pick for like who could potentially be a Magneto. Gone in the Gustavo Fring. For people who are obviously listening and don't want to look him up. Oh yeah, yeah. From Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad. Yeah. If he's just got oh, obviously. Okay, to, yeah. To look at him, you might not think. He's, but 
he just has this incredibly calm because he took a lot of yoga to play this villain. Yeah, he he would be menacing as fuck. And he just talks so calmly, but at the same time, you can just tell from the way he interacts with you and the way he like, interacts with other people is that he is capable of profound violence. Yeah, I'd love to uh, have him flying around and like just he'd be so good at like doing the postulating speeches and everything. Yes, and then around, but then just kill someone at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And then you compare that like Lance Reddick. So that's my idea for that. Kind of, like, have you got any ideas for like, how you bring the X Men in? Because my idea is obviously make it a more direct parallel to the civil rights movement to make the actors like you know black or of people of colour. I mean, I've had ideas in the past, but honestly, I'm more sold on yours. All right, yeah, so, I like, think, that is a very good idea. I think idea. that works because it, it just builds on the whole things what the X Men were and sort of updates it for the the current time. There's a lot of rumours of like multiverse stuff and all that, and I was sold on that idea. But the the way you describe it is. Is well, it's because good. if you want Professor X and Magneto to be the anchors of that universe, and yeah. they can be older actors, so they can pick people in their fifties and sixties, mm. and pick people from that era. But the younger X Men, they can be from fucking anywhere. Yeah. But I just thought like you can't World War Two, well, you know, as profound an impact it had on the world. It's it's very hard to keep their character yeah. origins at that point now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you make it so far removed, and you can make Magneto, you can still make him Jewish, but obviously like World War Two Holocaust survivor or just Jewish man, like yeah. one is only. Yeah, Whereas, like the the younger generation of the, a Holocaust survivor or something like yeah, that. You can make him a descendant of one. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're but it, it feels like you are then not having as much gravitas. Yeah, you're cheapening it. By no, just, yeah, you are. Like, you are, but it's not very... Not cheapen the Holocaust. That's what I mean, you're cheapening the character. Like, no, yeah, it's not cheapening the Holocaust at all. It's, it's saying that without the Holocaust, it just makes Magneto a kind of not a cheaper character just it makes it a bit less of a tragic backstory yeah. which a is really yeah. what drives because it's just him. like okay well you're a survivor because your parents survived so they escaped yeah exactly you're angry still but you didn't live for it it so. stops his driving force being as fundamental to the character yeah exactly yeah. Well, he's a character defined by like suffering like profound injustice yeah. at the hands of people who consider themselves to be superior and I yeah. think like the civil rights movement you could absolutely have like yeah, yeah. No, a you young could, yeah. black Magneto growing up like and like just suffering at the hands like like horrendous and that, racism again, like, and that shaping his worldview. Again, that would give him good motivation to see. You know, it's always a shame as, like, that uh, used Michael B. Jordan opposition. as Black Panther for that, isn't it? Because that's yeah, kind of very similar. That's yeah. a very similar thing, isn't it? But he's too young. You need an older actor. Yeah. Like for Magneto and Professor, you need older, or at least actors who have been in cinema for a while. Yeah. For X-Men sure. can be who the fuck you want you can... X-Men can be anyone but I yeah. think Magneto and Xavier have to just be they have to have their gravitas behind them they have to have their experience yeah but I've heard that like um, casting of Lance Reddick but I never heard the like the, like, the explanation about it. I was casting because he's a famous bald man like, no let's go one step further yeah place him in the universe yeah. like cause obviously give these, him a reason yeah these are two characters like obviously these are two characters defined by the fact they reacted in different ways mm-hmm. to injustice yeah and obviously Magneto became very like violently opposed it, and obviously more democratic and everything, and you know become rise above it. Yeah, more democratic in his. That's easy to say when you can shut everybody's brains off around. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying (laughs) dreamcasting with Barack Obama. (laughs) If he'd do it, because obviously he wouldn't. But dreamcasting school for gifted children. Well, he's not doing. He's not doing much. Exactly. That's what. With that said, my dreamcasting would be Barack Obama. For fucking Professor X, just to see. No, just Barack Obama as both. <laughs> twins. You place twins. Oh, they were adopted by different families. <laughs> yes. And then John a family destroyed by the civil rights movement. There we go. But 
my idea for like obviously I know it's a DC cast but we might as well bring in like the Fox verse as well because that shit's basically dead anyway and oh, you mentioned the Fantastic Four yeah. and I'm in full agreement that John Krasinski and his wife Emily Blunt are an amazing choice no they would be really cool yeah they perfect would. you need that chemistry and uh, the marriage you just have it on screen exactly that's the so thing so you'd hope they have it yeah but yeah I, I mean like alternatively Pam from the office <coughs> it's no way to do it so yeah. but that could be like it's I love when uh, movies do that wink wink nudge nudge yeah. to yeah. these characters kind of knew each other like they do with like Chris Pratt and they bring Peter Serafinowicz into the movie yeah. and they put him in the TV show yeah. as like a little nod of like oh so where like, he, oh I stayed with Peter Serafinowicz for a month that's how yeah. they wrote him out of parks so people don't know when Chris Pratt was cast as Star-Lord they wrote him out of parks on Wreck and what they did is they had Peter Serafinowicz come in and hire him for a British company and obviously Chris Pratt has to go away now with Peter Serafinowicz and work with him and in Guardians of the Galaxy they gave Peter Serafinowicz like a, like a minor role yeah he's Just one of the a small speaking role, yeah. where he talks to Chris Pratt and when then when Chris Pratt came back in Parks and Rec Peter Serafinowicz is talking to him saying I'm really glad it's time to work together but now it's time to go back <laughs> <laughs> and I love shit like that yeah it's very good no, isn't it's very, it? very good the, means- the best thing about the Fox verses though don't need to change Deadpool. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity there where he goes to swear and it's blanked out and he's like, Yeah. We bought by Disney? Oh my god. They could say that directly. I was gonna mention yeah. that like and, and then he there's... just he just storms up to the Magic Kingdom, stabs Mickey in the face and just walks. Oh well, not that far. <laughs> What's but, that um, say? You just have stuff like um I'd love there to be like say after Endgame or whatever there's just a new status quo where the universe has been changed but then everybody just insists they know Deadpool and they've all been on loads of adventures and he's just like no he weren't because yeah. he's the only one who remembers <laughs> so that's what I was going to bring up like um, the only two actors I could really see him brought over are Wolverine no he's, because he's, he's gone now but he, like Hugh Jackman Disney money yeah. Yeah. To be fair, they could they could write him off a that fat Disney check money. I think if they brought a him really back, fat check because he's ageless they could just say like, oh, he's he's, a, he's 200 years old and now he looks like a 50 year old man. Yeah. And Deadpool. Yeah, oh, Deadpool will stay. His characterisation. Yeah, Deadpool means... cannot not no. change ever. <clears throat> Knowing Disney, what they'll probably do is they'll probably cast a new Wolverine and take their own spin on it and everything, which is fine. Maybe they'll do like the original series was going to do and make him Australian. So who do you think could be Wolverine? Because a casting oh. choice I've heard, and this is you might. Chris not no, 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 because obviously Wolverine's supposed to be very short. He's yes. like five foot one, five yeah. foot two in the comics. Danny DeVito. You bring yeah, I heard that, but <laughs> similar thinking, Charlie Day. Because Charlie Day's on like oh, five foot okay. five. Is he only? I mean, wild card bitches. Get him super ripped. Being vicious no, enough. Get him super ripped. Give oh, him a big fucking beard. Oh, man. Or another one is Daniel Radcliffe, because he's never been quite short. Oh, God, yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Like so, Charlie Day no, seems a bit, a bit like, a bit tame. Yeah, as much as he is fantastic in I, yeah, the two I've heard. I'm like, sure Daniel Radcliffe's fine, but there's no way. Yeah, he's like get a. He's rich. already been Harry Potter. He doesn't need to be anybody else. You need, the, you need just the physicality behind. Yeah, it. I'm sure need, someone can like, get ripped, it, but like it, it Hugh Jackman works. You so need, well. you need that masculinity, and it sounds really stupid and toxic, but you absolutely do because he is like just pure. He's just, he's just rage. Man, he's, he's a just Wolverine. Rage. He's yeah. not a man at this point. He's he's a beast. Like, and that's what you need somebody be, to be able to portray it as a, an actual beast. And that's, I, I don't think we're ever going to get like, a conclusive answer to who should play Wolverine because, because, we'll never no, know because about Wolverine. when those casting directors at Disney do their thing, he'll step on screen or into the trailer, the first trailer, so we'll be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like they've done with literally everyone else. 
and I trust them to do that because they've got the track record of yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. At the point where they're getting Tom Holland to be Spider Man yeah. and how perfect it is, I can't not trust Who ever thought Mike Ruffalo was the Hulk and stuff yeah. like that? It's and crazy. Chris Pratt to be Star Lord. Like, I, I can't not. Chris just Evans trust them. as Captain America. That guy in not another team movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah this could like another Marvel cast, but those movies are so much more interesting to talk about because there's so much more about we them. There's, more, there's just more to them. Yeah. There's just undeniably more to them. But just, just look, we sat here at the start of the podcast and said that we prefer DC and even in a, a DC discussion it comes back to Marvel because it's more interesting and the movies are like more pertinent to pop culture as yeah. well and as well like when it comes to casting DC characters because there's not really been like obviously we've had 10 years of X-Men movies so recasting them is an interesting like 20 years yeah. of X-Men movies it's an interesting conversation where oh, yeah, no, oh, 20. cast King Shark was only a CGI monster who gives a fuck Cast. Well, you say that, but Vin Diesel is Groot. <laughs> That's fair enough. Bradley like, Cooper is Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Raccoon. Exactly, yeah. So, there, there is. See, that, even that, like, no one would have brought that up. Batista as being Drax. Like, Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, exactly. Dip Who more brings these casting way. decisions out, but they work. They just work. But the decisions well, in, in the that DC event, just. You must have heard, obviously, Batista is might be coming to like you know the Suicide Squad reboot oh, no. with James Gunn. Obviously, following James Gunn over, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the rumor I've heard is Bane. Really, Bane? For oh, B- Batista is Bane. I feel like Bane in the Suicide Squad's a bit of a weird one. But I feel like Bane just needs like I don't want to see a Bane or a Joker anymore. Like, but I want to tell you about my fan casting obviously you guys don't watch my videos so you didn't see what I talked about this <laughs> and my fan casting would be Arnold Schwarzenegger as decrepit old Bane who they bring back from retirement and give him the venom and obviously oh you get old man Arnold Schwarzenegger oh and then yeah. give him put the mask on so he's CGI yeah. Yeah. and then give him the fucking make him like the juggernaut in the Deadpool mm. movies yeah. oh god huge things but no, it's like, he's like a huge fucking ripped motherfucker. No, yeah. I am all for Arnie coming back and doing absolutely anything. Well, see, he's an actor who's well known. He's, he's got that physicality about him that you see him. It's like, well, he's past his prime. But, put the mask he's on. But make him the venom. Story, he's back, yeah, give him the like, venom. He's there. He, you could just have him recording all the lines. Make, make, him, him. make him a decrepit man that gets the venom injected yeah. in And make him yeah. ham it the fuck up. Like, quote in play. Almost looks like being super like, intelligent. Yeah, him. yeah. Because the movie always... Bane is Batman, yeah. but stronger. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing that, like, I think The Dark Knight Rises kind of shows, but doesn't really explain very Bane much is just he... how intelligent Bane is. Yeah. He's not a mindless punch man. Yeah, no. because that's he's... what makes him so dangerous. Yeah, he 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 plots against Batman. He he actually like is underneath the exact spot yeah, where he, Batman he was... lives. Like he knows. So much oh, more gotcha. than Batman does. I mean, there's a there's a fantastic uh, arc in the comics where he becomes Batman because Bruce Wayne goes missing, and you have oh, Bane Batman so going around as an absolute juggernaut of a man just in this people. huge Batman suit breaking people, and it's a nice sort of uh, bookend to it because that's the first time you get the movie Bane costume in the comics because he sort of shows up in his old gear, and when he's like, "Yep, Gotham's mine now. It's now under my protection," he steps out in his big fur coat and mask. <laughs> oh, God. That's pretty sweet. I love all that shit and I want them yeah. to lean into it. Um, I'd love them to lean into just like the the sillier side of DC a little bit. Not yeah. not full on, you just know. Just go and see Shazam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, it's I haven't evidently. Seen yet, but, yeah. And there's Aquaman from what I've heard. I've not seen it yet because obviously I've been so burned out on DC movies, but hearing that, yeah, they kind of realise these movies are kind of dumb. 
Yeah, these can, characters are kind of silly. Can but, we just take a minute though to appreciate the fact that like we've got three DC fans sitting in a room that didn't want to go watch Aquaman? Yeah, and I think that's that, to the point those yeah. films have gotten. Like we've gotten to the point now where DC films aren't enticing. Yeah, I don't think anything could be like a, a worse like you know mark against those movies that. His or three giant comic book nerds who do not want to go and see this film because we, even though this, I've heard good reviews, yeah, because we just we've been so burned out on them. Yeah. Whereas like we are all mad hyped for Infinity War and we'll be watching it day one in the cinemas. Yeah, and it well, just goes yeah, right. Like be booking that midnight ticket when it comes out. Like fanboyism is like you no know, as rabid as it can be. It burns out. It does. And I think like being a huge fan as well, you feel like you feel like more, just like burned out on these movies it's like, just Justice League just ruined it yeah, for me. seeing how successful yeah. Marvel is and then seeing just DC stumble just, and fail to cliff just, foot high yeah, having, hurdles having that comparison there just makes it worse to show how poorly DC are doing things this is it. how good it could be done like yeah and I, I'd even say half of the Marvel films like <laughs> aren't as good as they could have been but the DC films are still three steps behind exactly yeah. but the consistency makes up for it I mean, you've got 20 movies in a row and they're all like at least six when or seven yeah, Apart from when all the dark world. When they're middling to great, it's like... Yeah. That's, a, fun, that's a good batting average. When you go yeah. to see Captain Marvel and go, oh, it's another Marvel film, but that means it's an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Like, seven, depends yeah. a lot. Six, seven. Seven, me. yeah. But, but I mean, see, yeah. Still, that's still good. It's still great. It's, it's still better than fucking Justice League. Yeah, exactly. Slog. When, even, when even the middling Marvel films are better than the mm. Justice League. Yeah. So that's so here are your three most valuable pieces of intellectual property oh not like and the fact that you earned a billion dollars at the box office not considered like a failure I just remember I remember they announced the Justice League film like ten years ago I was really excited for it but then ten years later we're given this steaming pile of turds I know no but how are we living in a world where Batman vs Superman isn't the most hype movie that ever existed well, yeah, Batman vs Superman got like wrecked at the box office yeah. by Guardians of a Galaxy yeah like <laughs> The, the characters that nobody ever knew who the hell was Rocket Raccoon other than the character in yeah. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. 3 like I did not know much out of that and I still love him more than the Batman and BVS like that is because he's not the like world we're living in yeah. no. it's, it's very odd and it's mm. as well it's strange to us we preface this by saying like we are all huge fans like we all love comics we're all like huge ass as well we yeah. all we we would have had this conversation whether or not we recorded this podcast we had this conversation I mean we've yeah, had it many this morning yeah, right? we, we had to stop ourselves from talking too much to burn out before the podcast <laughs> and even still like we're burned out on the universe as a whole and I'm really hoping that it does like you know find its stride with like you know yeah, exactly. if Shazam is apparently like you know it's, it's found its footing you can't see that I'm nodding yeah we've had like two movies now three movies we had one one very like, well reviewed yeah, yeah. and then we had like obviously Strength and then Aquaman very well reviewed obviously yeah. it's like very well reviewed comparatively I've heard, I've heard Aquaman's yeah. alright but it's still a mess the thing yeah. was comparatively Wonder Woman out. came out and everyone went this is DC doing a really good job in comparison yeah. exactly yeah and it was a 7 out of 10 movie like this was the holy grail of oh my god DC are doing things right for once and it was about as good as Captain Marvel yeah we've had three in a row now yeah where they seem to be finding their stride but I'm still not entirely convinced because the behind like you can't these movies do not exist in a vacuum if you no, are exactly. like is into comic book movies as we are and I'm assuming like people are still listening now 
of the amount of time we've been waffling <laughs> on are you're aware of how bullshit things are behind the scenes the exactly. fact that actors don't want to be in these movies like you see that Batman film go from Ben Affleck is directing and starring in that film oh cool to oh <laughs> Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck is starring, is starring in, in the film, film. Oh, Ben Affleck doesn't want anything to do with ben this Ben Affleck film. is actively trying to get out of his contract. If you, if you follow the script story of that film that's been revealed to the public, it's gone from, like, Ben Affleck wants to carry on his gritty Batman. Okay, cool. Ben Affleck now maybe won't direct all of this Batman because of the studio to change some <laughs> things. Okay. But this is going to be a younger Batman set in Arkham Asylum with a large number of his rogues gallery. Oh no, stop. Why? Just, oh, why are you they're making just, a 40 just, hour video game into a movie? They're just going oh. Spider-Man 3 and just throwing yeah, as many villains as, as possible. So you know Ben Affleck's got an Oscar for acting and directing, <laughs> and right? Directing, like, yeah. I, I trust him to direct your Batman movie when he's literally got like... Just, when he's literally just played Batman and been like yeah. an incredible Batman. And he's got 80 years worth of shit to rip off if yeah. he really needs help. Man, just the the idea of him doing like an Argo style Batman noir movie, and then just like, oh no, we don't want you to do Doesn't any matter. of that. He's making you. You wanted Oscars. Oh no, sorry. Right. So let's end this yeah. now because we're getting a bit, getting a bit long in the two. Two hours. With, yeah, just a little bit. Well, you know, it's almost as long as Justice League. Right. <laughs> let's end this with. Well, who are we? To, who are we to comment? <laughs> <laughs> let's end this with our like, you know, each of our ideal movie for like our chosen. Like, you know, um, DC character. And I think I describe my ideal Dexter. I described Dexter earlier, but I want to describe his movie. Mm-hmm. So, should I start with that while you two think about yours? Yeah, yeah go on. Sure. Right, go so, on. my idea, like Dexter, if people remember from the other day, is a little cat who's a red lantern. And I want it to be like a horror fucking movie with a cat, a la Pet <laughs> Cemetery. But I want it to be go like on. a black comedy type thing where obviously it's a cat and it's so dumb, mm. make it humorous. Yeah. So, obviously, you can get like the human in there but obviously I want the ultraviolence of the red lanterns because obviously yeah. this is a cat that's ripping people's skulls out it needs to, you need to have incredibly graphic skull ripping out things but because it's a cat doing it you can make it a joke and obviously because the cat doesn't speak you can get whatever fuck actor you want to be it's voice in its head yeah. and I'd recommend some hilarious like some actually who's known for his comedy just some Ryan Reynolds go yeah. <laughs> yeah a Ryan Reynolds-esque character like det- go the Detective Pikachu room like he is literally going to be Deadpool yeah, Dexter speaks, and Detective like, Pikachu stilted uh, exactly yeah stilted like, cat yeah. speak so I'm thinking like a combination right between yeah, yeah I'm thinking a combination between like Groot and Ryan Reynolds in Detective Pikachu yeah, yeah yeah he's an actor who's very clearly hamming it up but delivering stilted yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. dialogue against a character like bringing in an atrocitus you need a you need a, someone yeah. to like you know train this cat in the ways of being a red lantern mm-hmm. and make it a revenge movie so like, oh, okay, yeah, we've discussed yeah. something like the best movies you, are the problem with that though is that you've got superpower people against just like criminals so you need some other stuff though. but it's a cat oh okay fine so you have a trust that's training and then he goes back yeah. to life sort you of have thing. a fine. cat learning to use yeah. his powers and obviously you have and then you can have like the comedy scenes of the cat breaking into like you know where I need to find my master's like killer but I can't speak mm-hmm. so I'm a fucking cat you know it sneaks through the vents and it you know get in okay I need, I need you just to, hear like yeah, I need, to, I, need to, I need to interrogate this guy, oh but I'm a cat. So you can have an interrogation scene of a guy getting interrogated by a cat, and then you can have like the Ant Man style joke of yeah. like you know a, like the cat thinking I'm going to use my ultimate technique, and it's like the Ant Man joke of it's like a little train going boop doof, yeah. and it's just a guy getting scratched <laughs> by like, a cat leaps yeah. on his face. It's like oh, 
It's a fucking cat. What's that doing? And then it and just vomits the acid thing and melts his face. Yeah, oh no. You wouldn't have that. You'd have it vomiting out and it'd melt the wall. Yeah, yeah miss yeah. the guy yeah, just yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And just, just to show it. And the guy's just like, oh fuck. And he just runs. This cat is metal. Yeah. And maybe because it give the cat a side. Maybe if you don't want to do like atrocitus, maybe like a police sidekick. Yeah, I think atrocitus is too much just anger yeah. to like be yeah, a plus playoff you've got character. A bit, a bit more, a bit more cosmic. Uh, an explanation yeah, yeah, yeah. of what it is. Maybe like a, a, a police officer or like, you know. So a detective trying to help Deathstar bring him down. tries to help the detective solve the murder. Yeah, but then the cat has takes the his vengeful rage yeah. and decides to try and kill the guys. And you can yeah. have like, the joke at the end of like, well, I'm glad you've got your, like, you've got your revenge, Dexter. This man will spend his li- the rest of his life in prison. Dexter walks through the bars of the prison cell and just, just kills like, him. Yeah. Just vomits walk, acid back on his out. face. And then you like, go out with a dumb And CGI. he's like, I have my justice There's now. a CGI skeleton and then you just hear in Dexter's head, I good kitty. Yeah, I murdered. I know obviously that's not fully fleshed out, but yeah. that's me. Oh no, of course, none of these are going to be fully fleshed that's out. That's me on three sh- shots of vodka and the two beers yeah. I had and the yeah, other yeah. shot of vodka. Your two minute pitch for Dexter the movie. I yeah, mean, but as well, I'm gonna say, would that not be more entertaining? It would than be half entertaining. The shit oh god, yeah. put out? So don't get me wrong. Maybe not a black comedy then. Maybe not violent, but comedic in the sense that like people get hurt really bad by this cat. Yeah, I like the horror thing though. Yeah, I think horror would be a really good way to do that. Quite like dark comedy horror. Right? Yeah, you know, exactly. like black Christmas. Yeah, you don't want to like yeah, yeah. proper bad. But I mean, I I sit here as probably my favorite Marvel film being Into the Spider Verse because of how just stupid and silly and comic booky it is yeah. but I do love films like The Dark Knight and I would really like to see a kind of like Dark Knight John Wick inspired as I'm going back to him Nightwing film so, so like not particularly like so my idea is grounded in the sense is, that it, it's quite grounded and it's quite gritty <coughs> and it's a revenge movie Yeah. and the idea of it is is like possibly Red Hood has gone on a bit of a rampage and taking the likes of Batman out. So John Wick. And this is like a, like a, a Nightwing, decent. John Wick movie of Nightwing trying to hunt down Red Hood. Okay, yeah, there's a good time down there. Yeah, take down the, the fucking, like, the people that know what Red mm. Hood is up to yeah. and work his way up to this, like, just family battle of, like, who is the true fucking Batman superior. Just, he's, like, taken down Batman. He's taken out Batgirl. Yeah. Just absolutely, just... 90, 90 to 120 minutes of Nightwing fucking people shit up and trying to find Red Hood. Well, that's the thing. She can say, oh, that's just like, you know, John Wick with a DCC on it, but I wouldn't mind that. Not no, every good. Mo- not every movie has to be Citizen Kane. Yeah. You don't, not every movie has to be high art. Exactly. Like, sometimes we want the catharsis of just watching a guy just style on some criminals, which is why I think, like, you know, a deck sound would be good, because it's just... Yep. We get to yep. see a cute cat. CJ cats do, like, hilarious. everyone. Look, look, for example, The Punisher. It yeah. was just satisfying to see The Punisher just beat some people up. It's the, oh, sim- yeah. Yeah, it's the simplest, like, um, backstory ever. My family is dead. Fuck you. Yeah. But, like, a Nightwing, John West... Oh, sorry, John Wick-esque movie yeah. could work as well, because that's how those movies should be choreographed. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, because... When they don't have powers, you need to focus on the hand to hand, and like it's all it is all about the choreography. And though they need to be that choreography needs to be fucking if, phenomenal. If you could get the people who did the choreography for the Daredevil TV show on this, yeah, yeah. and just get some oh, of those corridor, corridor fight fights. scenes in, yeah. well, that's all you need, because that's how. Just, because uh, again, we're going back to Marvel, but those scenes immediately sold me on the fact that Daredevil is a believable hero. In this yeah. Universe. yeah. Because like, oh yeah, he's, he's blind and he's punching. You see him like, one up behind and punch someone in the back of the head. It's like, okay, 
That's fair. When you see him taking like 40 bikers in a hallway, yeah. you realise so like in a, in a single shot, like immaculately choreographed fight scene, you realise like, yeah, I believe this is a this is a guy who would strike fear into the hearts of hardened criminals. Yeah, because they would could take down the kingpin. Yeah, they would hear this story and that story would become legend in the underworld. Yeah. Same way as if like, you know, a lot of the Batman movies, they never really show him doing anything that impressive up no, until you have the warehouse scene but that's it yeah and like everything else is just him even, stopping even like stuff. Batman begins to the, the Dark Knight he beats up one oh guy oh god you're the Batman and it's like he's taken down a couple of guys yeah it's like, like anyone with like you know a stun gun and some mace could do that so they like, emphasise the fear of him too much as opposed to having actually doing things do, like, oh it's the bat they rely too much on like telling you that he's scary than showing you yeah exactly and any movie like that's why as, as much we've not mentioned Titans and I yeah, watched Titans. As much as he got, like they do very quickly establish that Robin in this universe or Nightwing as he wants to be now is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Because they have a fight scene where they have like, you know, like a group of goons having a drug deal and the smoke bomb goes down and they all go like, Oh fuck, it's Batman. Because obviously that's what happens. That's what yeah. happens in this universe. They look up, oh, it's Robin. Where's Batman? And that's where he says, fuck Batman. It's still it's cringy. But, and, it's, but it's cringy. But the idea that the trailer for the last episode of the show uh, almost made me watch it of yeah. the idea that Batman is on a murderous rampage yeah, well, and Robin is needing to try and stop into, him. Like, that doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah, but that, that's like the dream. idea of that yeah. is so cool. And like the idea of Red Hood, who doesn't give a crap and will kill everyone. Yeah. And Nightwing is the only one left to stop him. That is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. But like that show, like that thing happens, you're like, okay, this is Robin. And what most people's idea of Robin is, he's the sidekick. He yeah. wears like, you know, the dumb, he wears like underwear and a cape. And he's a trapeze artist. So what happens then is, like, I think it's the first scene, the first episode is he beats up like 13 bad guys effortlessly (laughs) and then he grabs a guy's face and grinds it along a broken window oh my god like Punisher-esque and you think okay that's a bit that's a bit too much it's It's a bit more than the uh, tights wearing Robin that we all know this is some like Al the Edge levels of like trying to make this character serious but at the same time I now fully believe this is a character people will be scared of Oh, yeah, okay. okay, yeah. And as well, like, with him being, like, taking that new appearance and name of Nightwing yeah. with with the Batman-esque appearance and not, like, the silly tights and everything, I think yeah. that really helps sell on, like, the fear that pe- he would strike into people. Because it's, oh. it's, yeah, it's him trying to live up to the idea of, like, in the underworld, Batman is he's the god-tier villain yeah. that every criminal fears above all else because it's fucking Batman. And then you have this guy trying to live up to that. Yeah. I think you could have that. So, like, you could have, like, the again the John Wick parallels of being you could almost have an entire film where Batman's not in it and it's all about criminals being scared of him well I've heard that that'd be amazing yeah you could it reminds me a lot you could have Nightwing in it and everybody else but just like the threat of him you could be a shadow and that's it yeah I've heard it's a lot of parallels to ideas for DLC for Last of Us of all things in The Last of Us obviously you play as John the future apocalypse beard man survivor spoilers I've not played it yet okay well basically you obliterate everything nothing (coughs) stands in your way Mm. you are a man on a mission and an idea for one of the DLCs is you play as one of the leaders of the groups who Joel walks through their territory and you have to fight him and all you know is that one guy has taken down like hundreds of your guys yeah hundreds of your guys without trying and you don't know what he wants and obviously they never made that DLC because obviously that would be too interesting but, right, but imagine okay. that if, yeah. 
Imagine oh, that's let's a go to Charlie's I've got book. Mine. Okay. okay, so I had one in my head, and that was the Batman of Zurinar, which could be a psychological thriller, okay. in, which delves into the the deeps, the backup psyche that Batman has for himself, where if his main mind gets compromised, the Batman of Zurinar takes over. Okay, so which, you might need to explain this. Which I is don't know. a yeah, mindless, I still don't which, which is a mindless killing machine. Okay, who is basically his mind on default. So it's like Batman's id personified. Yeah. Yeah. But, and there's a lot of psychological stuff with this guy. It might be his dad who's still alive and a villain and not. And then the more I thought about that, I was like, no, fuck it, what we need? We need the return of Bruce Wayne. Now, the return of Bruce Wayne is when everybody thinks Batman has been killed by Darkseid in Infinite Crisis, I think it is. But you could just have, like, oh, a random criminal shot him. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, you you, you this, need to have Darkseid. I think this, this is it, because what happens is everybody thinks he's dead because Darkseid hits him with his Omega Beams which are basically the ultimate life-ending weapon. And it it comes about because Batman basically pulls a gun on him. And he's like, (laughs) he he has what is known as a god bullet, and he says, I have one rule, but for you I will make an exception. I I do know this And shoots the god bullet at him, and then, basically, Batman is obliterated, and there is just a skeleton in the cow left. So you're Batman with a gun. And obviously Superman mourns him. And that's your opening scene. You have Darkseid stood there against Batman... And it's all going crazy, and then he's hit with the Omega Beams, and everybody mourns him, and then you go to the crazy CGI credit sequence, and it's revealed that Batman's not dead, he's been sent back in time. I am aware of this story. Now I know where you're going. Now what happens is, Batman has to find his way through several different time periods, including Jurassic, like pirates, highwaymen, and he has no memory of himself, but he slowly reclaims it. And he also leaves cave paintings that then important in the future <laughs> and stuff. And like Batman invented like writing and as it, we know. And it, it kind of and it eventually ends up with some stupid shit like uh, he ends up in a spaceship where the plan was to send Bruce Wayne back in time where he'd become like a bomb. Oh where if he re- make, came back to the present would destroy all life. I think that's it. It's been uh, like ten years since I read it, but. I want that. I want Batman not knowing who he is, gallivanting through just time, just going through and murdering time. the fuck out of everything, just just killing Johnny Depp as a pirate. Yeah, exactly. Because there's loads of stupid stuff where it's like, oh, he's Blackbeard. Yeah, of course he is. Just yeah, hearing that, I'm thinking like, if you want to make this like you know start of a series, don't go too crazy too fast. So make it so opening scene, Batman gets shot, and everyone thinks he's dead, and then make it like a, a movie where. We think there's another Batman out there. So there can't be another Batman. No one's a good yeah. Batman, and it's just like Batman trying to like train himself back up. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, but that's quite good. You can have like a Batman, or maybe he goes to a city that no one gives a fuck. I about. mean, I, I, I like that, but also the idea that Batman just goes through time and is the yeah, most, is, in, yeah, the the most influential people of every single is, time yeah. period, where he's like, I am the actual like. It could be Black like Forrest beard. Gump where they have, so just, have him superimposed into loads of things. You've just sold me immediately because I was like not buying that until you said make Batman Forrest Gump yep. and make a amnesiac bra- Batman well, that's what happens. make yeah, him find Forrest Gump yeah. where he stumbles ass backwards and accidentally becomes the progenitor of the yeah. entire human race. Yeah. Just Bat- make him the actual asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. Batman accidentally invents a bomb. I want Batman bomb. to be sent back in time, dropkick a T-Rex, and then realise he, he needs to go forward, so then becomes a pirate, and then a cowboy, <laughs> and then whatever else he does. But you, he doesn't just become like a pirate or a cowboy. He you sold like me on that immediately. The pirate and the cowboy of every yeah. generation. By describing him as 
time Forrest Gump. <laughs> you have made that the greatest DC movie that will never be made. And do you know what the best thing about it is? It needs no setup or other films. No. It could be standalone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you like, know who Batman yeah, is. there's the whole dark side thing, but you know what? You could just have him, like, being bloodied by a laser. The thing, the, you need, the thing, you you need st- a minute opening of him beating the shit out of every Justice League member well, not even to that. sell him on the power. You, you just, all you have is, yeah, exactly. You have dark side beating yeah. up everybody, the Justice League are all there, played by whoever else. And um, or whatever's going on in the background, and then he's like, "Oh, I've got one final thing. God bullet," and then gets you know a mega beam. Yeah, all you need to, that's all you need to do and to sell him. people on Darkseid. And you just could you could get inter- Darkseid to beat <coughs> Superman up, and then Batman pulls a gun off. And you, you'd like splice it with um, jumping back to the present, where the heroes like mourning him. Then you know maybe a few months later or years, they realize wait Bruce could still be alive because there are things appearing in the world where he's tampered the past now yeah, yeah. well we know it's in like time we're just say bullshit time like we're not using like um, disturbances in like the field of time I, I, I don't think you can go that crazy with it you just go with like was there always this cave painting here with the Batman symbol yeah, on yeah, was yeah, there was there always this cowboy who was like known as the bat and stuff yeah that's why like, you know all you have to do is get the flash and it's like quantum treadmill yeah they do. <laughs> I'm fairly sure they do. Time Forrest Gump is immediately selling me on this. The yeah. idea of like yeah, you know, that would be really Batman cool. stumbling ass backwards through all of yeah. human history, just accidentally inventing and just the world. becoming all of yeah, history. I'm going to find out what the, what the periods are now because it, it, it's going to do me in. Oh, but I while you're doing that, um, I quite like. Obviously, it's not as fantastical. The idea of like um, having a Batman <clears throat> move where Batman's not in it. That is the final oh, bit. like yeah. a proper horror movie where you not never see the... Just a movie where... It's a Batman movie where Batman is never shown. And it's from the perspective of villains. Yeah. Like, maybe it wouldn't be a full film, but I okay. definitely think you could make, like, a TV but, show. like, I where... think you could actually make a horror movie where you never see the monster and the monster is Batman. The, ba- the monster, yeah, And that's the twist at the end. Yeah. If, like, DC really wants to go into the whole thing of, like, these are standalone movies. Well, um, they're doing the whole, like, X-Men horror TV series, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, you're not... There's, um... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the synopsis from Wikipedia. Go. The series detailed the journey Bruce Wayne takes through the time stream of the DC universe after being deposited in the distant past by Darkseid in Final Crisis. <laughs> Wayne has to overcome both amnesia and history itself in order <laughs> to become the, ba- the present day Batman again. Uh, each of the six issues covered a different time period. There is the prehistory, the witch hunts. Pirates at Sea, The Wild West, Batman Noir, just a few months after he was orphaned, and then the present day. And each of them usually depicts the Batcave at the time. And someone's ringing the phone. But one honourable little mention I want to give okay. is the thing we know as DC Flashpoint. It's a very, very good... Series. Flashpoint, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Go watch that. Like, I, as much as I would pick Dark Knight Returns over it, just wanted to give a little shout out to Flashpoint. Yeah, go watch this shit. Even like, even just watching the animated film for it. All right, fair enough. Really good. Like, watch the animated film. Go read the comics. Yeah, it's it's a really cool. By really now, cool finished my movie idea. You like when before I was like so rudely interrupted by Time Batman, <laughs> <laughs> like a movie without Batman. I think that oh, yeah, fucking sure. work. A Batman, oh, no, yeah. a Batman movie without Batman, where yeah, because it's there's an animated movie about Batman. I'm not, sure, I don't know what it's called, but it's Batman isn't the star. It's told from the perspective of kids, 
And one of the kids says, it's yeah. kids recounting their yeah, yeah. encounters with Batman. It's part of the, like... Do you remember this? Gotham Knight um, Blu-ray that was released. And yeah. there's, like, seven yeah. different animated styles. Yes. And, so and the, one of them is just telling the tale of yeah. what they've heard about Batman. So if people don't know what we're talking about, basically it's like this... It's like Lucas just said then, it's a collection of seven stories told from different people. I think it's seven, yeah. And it's in different animation styles, and it's different encounters with Batman. And you see, like, basically, one of the encounters is like this weird shadow demon. Yeah. And it smack. Like, I, my idea would be smash cut like this, this weird shadow demon just attacking people. And it turns no, it's Batman yeah. being told from perspective what villains see of Batman. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we see a man in a rubber suit doing ninjutsu. Criminals just see their friend get beaten up by like yeah, a cloud of shadow. Yeah, a, a black blur. Yeah, they stand there, and then next moment they're in hospital with a headache. And they get told, no, Batman kicked the shit out of everyone in that building. Yeah. And I think maybe we could do that. And like, No, that would be really cool, like, mm. recounting stories of Batman rather than actually yeah. ever seeing him. But that would be a cool one, because you could make it like a, a film that's like just set in one room. Yeah. And you could have, like, it could be like 12 Angry Men-esque. You know what? And just it'd be make really a really good, like, uh, documentary sort of thing. Oh! Like, so it would be that sort of style where it's... A documentary um, by... What's, was it Daily Planet yeah. about Batman or maybe like and you know you could have you could never see the person who's asking the questions and he turns around and it's Clark Kent oh that'd be fucking good and like you could have it shot in that documentary style where it's Chinese like it's, it's, it's all yeah. very like sensory and like you can hear everything that's going on in like the, the really quiet room and like you can hear a pin drop and stuff and they're literally it's like an interview it's like police footage and then you can do the artistic thing of when the person says it you do like you know it zooms out of the room yeah. and then the room CGI is to be like the location and it's like and impossible you could, space you can have it turn around and you have uh, it's Clark Kent asking the questions and then you could you could have the film pause and it pulls like a, an old VCR and like the the, the tracking lines come yeah. over it and you zooms out again it's on the screen it's just Batman in the back cave just looking at it yeah. <laughs> just, just watching, watching it, the film off watching, <laughs> watching the police reports no that'd be right see you've just made that better cause that'd be fucking amazing like don't nick that idea of it's people talking about Batman mm. and have it as like a series of like maybe not short movies but like similar to Forrest Gump where it's like different periods of time oh yeah like where it's like someone trying to like, piece different together periods of Batman's history yeah. and stuff let's piece together the story of Batman I mean it's like day one could be like yeah, it could be piecing together the entirety of like Batman's career you know through what? all the different rogues that you have. Do you know what that is? That's an origin story. That's actually interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because you have like it's from the perspective of it's a guy doing interviews and you start like a petty thug. Yeah. And it's like oh I've met Batman and it's like oh what do you mean Batman? It wasn't Batman. It was a guy in like you know a, a, a bandana. It's a guy yeah, in a, yeah. a guy in a bandana with a billy club beat me up. Well, that's not Batman, and then he goes to like, you know, just go up. It's like no, you get, like copycats and stuff. Yeah, and it's like no, I was attacked by like you know a shadow demon yeah. that came out of nowhere and threw like ninja stars at me. No, that'd be really cool. And it ends obviously like it's maybe you don't have to do the twist of Superman. So maybe that'd be a bit of a, a cheesy thing, but like introduce it as like you know Clark Kent, and then we just have like a flash of a badge. Like to have like a Daily Planet reporter. Yeah, or not even you wouldn't even say that. You just turn around, you know, you've got the glasses, the yeah. curl, and like, and then you know, Daily Planet and stuff. You know, just just because it's one of those things to end it and just like, like imagine that being the intro to Batman Superman. Yeah, imagine that just being like a scene. Yeah, interwoven through a movie. And but then even that's if how that you was, find out even, even if that was a movie that was building up to Batman vs Superman and we didn't even know it. That's mean, Joe. That it. If that was a, imagine a stealth release where that's the film. Yeah. Mm. And then the twist is that it's Batman. You hear it. This is the origin story of Batman, yep. told through the eyes of people who don't know. In a world where well, they don't know world, what Batman is. In a world where we get Justice League announced, like as Man of Steel is coming out. You yeah. know, like it's not <laughs> we'll never get it. But no. dream 
I'm now thinking. Oh yeah, like, obviously that would guy. because you might as well if you miss that. That would be like a cultural event that you would like be so but pissed like, off at if you found out like two well, the months best after thing the fact. Be, oh, it's a Batman movie. It's it. People just sell it as this like independent film, yeah. and then the Cloverfield the end what? credit scene. Just the Batman a logo, flash yeah. of no, just a flash of like a Daily Planet logo. Well, I'm thinking yeah. make it like Cloverfield. Just, Stealth release a movie. Yeah, yeah. Make, oh no, it's a Cloverfield movie. Wait, what? Stealth release. Oh, it's this. This movie is like artistically told. Yeah. No, we're actually watching a Batman origin movie for the yeah. eyes of the criminals he beat the shit out of. But I'd love it if it was just end credits were the only thing that alluded to it. Like mm. Iron Man with the Avengers, uh, people that walked out the cinema. Did realize? Was, yeah. Didn't yeah. realize it was actually a Batman yeah, movie. You, you've just seen the first, <clears throat> like in the series of like twenty five minutes. Yeah. You don't know what you've just seen. And obviously, word of mouth would help last me. But Joe, we've just done—we've just written a better origin film than DC, whatever come up with, <laughs> and that's really fucking depressing. So let's say I'll end this Justice League extended cut esque podcast yeah, with you guys plugging whatever the fuck you want to plug. So Lucas, I believe you're starting a YouTube channel, are you not? I am starting a YouTube channel. It is Legend of Kanto. Hopefully, the describing descri- around there, <laughs> the whole channel describe will, it will be. Right in there. So my first one, I'm just going for an opinion piece. On, on why the Pokemon games need to evolve. Need to evolve. <gasps> I like that pun. That's a strong ass pun. Be-do, be-do. What about you, Charlie? You anything you want to plug? Nah, I just go see Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use. I, this w- I want it to do so well. There we go. So I thought he was going to like pin your LinkedIn page or something like that. Nah, man, just like good. Nah, he's going for it. And obviously, I what- thought I'd, I'd use the like complete sellout route, but Charlie's just like go see Shazam. <laughs> The anti <laughs> Well, these, have, these podcasts don't have ads. There's someone sat in their car right now, probably listening to my voice speaking. I'm going to say, quick turn left. And then... <laughs> You've I'm, just killed a man, I'm, girl. I'm sorry. Don't worry, You've the sirens seven. are on our end. No one should have this power. You're going to get tweeted, Carl, why did I turn left? <laughs> <laughs> There's blood on your hands, Carl Smallwood. <laughs> Drive <laughs> into the lake. I'll bring up my phone and start playing like police sirens in the background. <laughs> Let's see. I must. Uh, yeah. But no... Um, there will be links to whatever these guys want to plug. And Charlie Pan to plug, go buy advanced tickets for yourself. <laughs> yeah, do it. Go see it. So he feels the need to this, this small one-man podcast. He's like, you know what I need to pl- what, Who I need to help? The multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> <laughs> the one which probably known as Warner Bros. Whereas Luke's like, go check out my YouTube channel. Just please help me. God damn, I need one. Also, I use my plug to also say watch Luke, Lucas's YouTube channel. There we go, double. And I'll use my plug to say um, uh, thanks for the money, brew. It's been yeah. a laugh. Yeah, it's, it's been, been fun. This hour-long podcast has been really great. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Let's go play Smash. Yeah. <laughs>